Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana, the podcast. You found us in whatever podcast app you are using, and we are live. Live at youtube.com slash at Poison Rana pod. How are we doing? Hello. Yes, it's Sunday, meaning everyone's uh, hanging out with their Lord and Savior, the NFL. Yep. Yeah, they've just worshipped Jesus Christ. They're going home to a roast dinner or some wings. They're going to watch some, uh, watch some football so, of all sorts. Yeah, Sundays are, are back in the, in in uh, North, not just Canada, and not just the U.S., North America. Or you like us and you don't give a shit about sport and you've come to watch your favorite podcasters live. That's right. Talk about wrestling. Uh, you can always find us on YouTube and the, the live videos are in the... The, the, the playback there you can always I don't know if for anyone like for me I, I'm a usual podcast listener when I'm on the go mm. that's how my that's my listening you know habits but some people like to you know put on the the YouTube cast it to their screen while they're cooking or yep. whatever so having a bath hey you know yeah we've gotten that before yeah, yeah we've gotten some odd uh, <laughs> some odd listening habits but however you listen welcome and thank you for listening and uh, what's going on uh not a whole lot, really. I, I think it's been a really actually busy week in wrestling. A lot going on. AEW with a stacked week. Uh, WWE releases that we're going to talk about. Business maneuvers and all that. Uh, but yeah, personally, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot? Yeah, I can't think. I've, I worked a lot this week. Our shoot jobs, we mm-hmm. worked a lot. Um, I finished season one of Severance. Nice. That was very okay. good. Yeah. I thought there was season two out already, so I was a little mad. Oh, okay. So I'm back to Only Murders now. Right, I have to... Watching Meryl Streep ham it up. Is that the third season? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta catch... I, I've watched only a few of those, but I gotta catch up. All right. Uh, I, re- I restarted Ted Lasso with my girlfriend. She wanted okay. to watch... Since being in London, yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I want everyone... Because British people were pretty positive about Ted Lasso, by the way. Most people, Oh, I've heard mixed. Most I, British people I talked to about it were like, oh, yeah, it's fine, it's cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing is it's like you just wouldn't have a Premier League no. team like Richmond. No, no, no. Um, but I think if we go back, we got to go to Richmond next time. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of one yeah. thing we didn't really do. Yeah, so I got to catch up because I actually haven't watched season three yet mm. of it. So I'm gonna like build up and and catch up on that. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. We I wa- we did some wrestling. Uh, some not wrestling. Obviously, always wrestling. Uh, we watched a lot of wrestling this week. But we um, I went axe throwing. Oh. <laughs> How's that? I actually wasn't bad. You're shocking me here. Uh, I was I was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Nice. I I I came second in a in like a little tournament, and then I was like I got a little bit better. All right, and then like played even better in the next tournament. Just mm. washed people. So I'm like, huh, maybe I should give it a shot. I went once uh, a few years ago, and it was pretty fun. Yeah. First time I did it, it was. Uh, did you do the? Start with two-handed and then go one-handed? I, so first I started overhand, and I was like, okay, and I could do it pretty well. But then as soon as I learned the one-handed, I was like, no, this is way cooler. I don't want to look. I don't want to do that. I yeah. want, it looks like I'm going to murder someone. Yeah. This, I'd rather look cool and go... I just find axe. it weird that it's... Were you you guys were drinking at the same time? Uh, like, I had a few, yeah, one or two. I went, we were, like, shooting whiskey and throwing out. Yeah, see, I wouldn't be like, able to how do that. Is this, uh, how yeah. is this allowed? I was questioning an, another group, like, across the thing being like wow those people are throwing axes but like i keep seeing them going back to the bar i'm like i don't think i'd be able to do that when i was in texas i went to a like a shooting range oh shit. and yeah that is i mean especially when you hear about you know 
America with their guns. Yeah. It's kind of a bit alien to us uh, Brits and Canadians. But um, yeah, I'm at this thing. I'm like, cool, I'm with my cousins. Like, I trust them. I don't know who the fuck this guy is with yeah. the semi-automatic. Like... 10 feet away from me. Pretty fucking scary. Uh, I mean, we weren't drinking when we were doing that, but still it's, it's, I don't know. It's whenever you hold something like, even if it's like a, <laughs> I did, a I did sh- kitchen knife or whatever. It's like, you're holding these axes and like, yeah, the power in your hand. Okay. I wasn't it's, drinking I psychopathic right now, but you know what I mean? Right? I showed up and then like, I was a little late, like a few minutes late and everyone was kind of already getting the like whole spiel about like, welcome to axe throwing. This is the rules and all this. So I come in like a little late and my girlfriend, we're getting there and she kind of looks at me. She's like, you're high as shit, aren't you? I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, you're gonna be throwing an axe. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. So I didn't. I I waited a bit, got a lesson, and then had a beer, and then I I kind of was like, oh, I can do this. And then I when I started doing the one handed, I was like, I started getting good at it. I'm like, mm. oh, okay. I look like I look like I chop axe trees down with an axe, but throwing axes, I it's gotten popular. I do I, like uh, like sometimes it comes on like on one of the sports channels at work when we've. We put a game on or whatever, and then it goes on to Timber Sports. Right, yeah. I actually find that really fun to watch. Be strong and talented. Way more interesting than baseball. Yeah. You know, like... How fast can these teams cut down a cut tree? Cut down a tree. <laughs> the ones where they're, like, kind of climbing the tree as yeah. well and chopping it Real down. men. Yeah. Real manly shit. So yeah. you're saying we should do that? Yeah. Yeah. Because after this... Timber Sport. I, I mean, was like, you look more like a Timber Sports yeah, fan yeah, yeah, than yeah. I do. You grow your beard out. I, I, I'm going to have to come October. Yeah, you're... Uh, you're growing your beard out for the next few weeks because I mean, don't don't spoil it. <laughs> I know not, what you're like with spoilers. You're like, I'm not gonna say who he is, but let me just tell you that he's done X, Y, and Z. Wink, wink. And I'm like, fuck's sake. All right, we won't uh, we won't spoil, uh, but we are working on our Halloween costumes. Yeah. And if you uh, if you know us, we enjoy spooky season and Halloween and everything. And past few years, we've had some fun with our costumes. So, yeah. Yeah, we're working on them. Yeah, it's, it should be good. Uh, I've started early this year. Right. You, make, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure everything arrives. You're pretty time. last minute for Halloween. Like you, usually, you, you yeah. go down to the. I'm just like if I I'm seeing the stuff like because some things take a while on Amazon. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's get that in early, uh, and then being just like popping into black market and places like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, that will do. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty uh, pretty happy. So I still far. have to get a bunch of stuff, but mine's not as hard as yours, so I'll be all right. Be okay. Yeah. I trust myself. Uh, you can make it cool, though, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we are live on YouTube right now. Unfortunately, the uh, Super Chats option isn't there right now. Uh, just a little thing we're having with YouTube, and we've got to verify a few things. Uh, so if you do want to Super Chat us, save it for Tuesdays when we go there live go. on Post Wrestling. And John and Way are very nice and give us 100% of the Super Chats. So... Uh, you can double up your super chats on Tuesday That's right. uh, with our up next review live on post wrestling. Yeah, YouTube. ask us a question about scripts and Lucian Price and chase you. Exactly, and we'll exactly. Uh, or but that means you can message us for free today, um, as Chris Elliott, Cameron, and Jake are all doing right now. Nice. So, hello, hello people. Hello. Thank you for listening and supporting, as of all you people out there. Yeah, we record a lot of shows, and uh, something else I want to say, I, don't, I think I've mentioned it a few weeks ago, but the Spotify, for any Spotify users, or maybe people who uh, haven't used Spotify but uh, wanting to make the switch, I, I learned that Patreon and Spotify kind of linked up and did this like whole thing where our Patreon shows can now show up on Spotify and 
it, it looks super cool and yeah. works really easy. So uh, I'd, I'd recommend uh, trying it out because it lets you l- look at the shows and like read the descriptions and everything. And then it, once you get behind the paywall, it unlocks it there for you. Yeah, it's a good way if, if you want to kind of – if you haven't subscribed to us and you kind of want to have a look at what there is on our Patreon because we've done hundreds and hundreds of shows on there now. You can flick through there. It's a little bit easier to go through than our actual, actual Patreon site. So go through, see if any shows kind of take your interest, and maybe take the dive. Yeah. It's only five bucks. Only five dollars, you get access to all these podcasts that we do in our back catalog there with tons of NXT reviews, movie reviews, pay-per-view reviews, including just this week, we just put out an Up Yours, where a family member patron, <coughs> shout out Justin, mm. the lawyer from New York, who uh, basically... He wanted to escape from New York for a little bit, and that's what we reviewed. John Carpenter's Escape from New York with Kurt Russell, Snake Effin Pil- Pliskin? Pliskin. Pliskin. Yeah. I thought you were dead. Technically, shouldn't it just... It should be Escape from Manhattan, Escape it? from Manhattan. Because they escaped from Manhattan to New York. Yeah. To- yeah, yeah. But same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Semantics. Yeah. Uh, so we reviewed that movie this week over on our Patreon, which was pretty cool, going through that classic with tons of crazy cameos and, of course... Donald Pleasance yep. as the president, the British president. So we reviewed that. That was a good podcast. This week, we are going to be looking at, well, we're in the spirit of No Mercy mm. th- next week. And we're going to be looking at a classic No Mercy from 1999 featuring the the ladder match, the tag ladder match. But then what, Austin and Undertaker? No. Is it Triple H Rock? Triple trying, H Rock. Sure. I was way off. Let's have a little look. We just said basically any of those two is probably... In a main event around that time at, at, uh, at some capacity. Triple H Austin. Triple H yeah. Austin. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, All right. No holds yeah. barred match. You got uh, X Pac v Bradshaw, Farouk, and Kane. Looking forward to that one. Val Venus versus Mankind. Rock versus British Bulldog. China v Jeff Jarrett yeah. in the good housekeeping match. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about with Jarrett, I'm guessing, with this pay per view. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the video game as well. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that review. That will be out this week over on our Patreon. I think we're recording that on Wednesday. So look mm-hmm. for that possibly uh, Thursday morning for you patrons there. But yeah, go check that out. And hey, if you like free stuff, that's okay too. Uh, we did a best match ever that was a, a re-release from a Terry Funk over on this very feed. So check that out. It's very dated, but we we nerd out about Terry Funk and celebrate him. But we are also going to celebrate the life and career of one Bray Wyatt. As this Thursday, we are going to go live here on our YouTube. And the pod will be up on this feed after that. Looking at the best matches and moments of The Fiend... The Eater of Worlds, the Great Destroyer. Absolutely. We'll be talking all about, you know, those six-man tags with the Wyatts versus the Shield. Uh, We'll be talking about his two great Rumble matches against Daniel Bryan. Definitely highlights of Wyatt's career. Um, Firefly Funhouse, Mm -hmm. the Elimination Chamber. Uh, So much to talk about. And, yeah, definitely uh, a lot of the the character work of Bray as well. So uh, send us in your favorite uh, moments and matches. If you find some like YouTube clips of certain promos you like or whatever, we'd love to devour them this week. Yes, Uh, we'll be catching some flies. So post up in the Facebook group. I I put a a thing there. You can go and write your comments, favorite matches, moments, anything Bray Wyatt we want to celebrate and chat all about the best of his pro wrestling career and and give our, our ways in honoring him. So, Rest in peace to, to Bray Wyatt. So we're going to be celebrating that this Thursday. We will be going live here on the YouTube, like I said. Yes. So looking forward to that. 
Uh, also, next Saturday, after No Mercy, uh, I unfortunately have to work, but you'll be joined by our very own Mr. Shot in the Dark himself, Mr. Collision Course, John Sino. You mean John C-No Mercy. C-No Mercy, <laughs> yes, uh, to talk all about No Mercy. So that review will be live on the post-wrestling feed. And then next Sunday, we'll be doing something a little bit different as Braden's holding down the fort on Saturday I'll be holding down the fort on Sunday and I'll have a few guests and let's just say I'm pulling a Tony Khan right now and I'm announcing that this time next Sunday we'll be making an, an, an announcement. Wow. So uh, tune in next Sunday at two uh, where I'll be joined by some guests to talk about something new that's coming up. Sweet. Uh, so we won't be doing a show uh, because there will be... Um the, the pay-per-view wrestle dream, which I'm super excited for as we'll definitely talk and do some predictions and stuff. So uh, I'm sure we'll give some thoughts on, on that probably on Tuesday or the week following and stuff, but lots and lots of AEW stuff, lots and lots of podcasts. So hit that subscribe wherever you're listening to and uh, follow us, text us, t- tweet us. I mean, you yeah. know, DM us, whatever. We're always open. We love and My appreciate space, all of us. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So thanks. Shall we get into it? I think so. All right. It's time. It is time. To pour one out. Pour, pour lots out. Pour gallons Pour many. Out. Uh, last week we talked about some office releases from WWE and we kind of figured we might have some talent releases coming up. And yes, we did. And we're going to be talking all about them. Uh, but I guess we'll start with the probably the biggest one. And I don't think this came to too much surprise. There was a lot of baggage there. You know, we had some sort of uh, like... Me too, like sexual allegations against the man. There was the stuff in JFK Airport with the accusation of, you know, a guard sexually assaulting. He was, you know, hanging out in toilets a lot of the time. Yes, WWE finally let go of Vikram and Jiro. No, 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 wait. I think you got them confused there. Wait a second. Wait, sorry. <laughs> I think you got the My wrong notes guy. are all over the place. Here. Think you yeah, meant- sorry, Riddle. Yeah, 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 okay. right. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably hangs out in the bathrooms <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah uh, Matt Riddle is gone from WWE, one of these big releases. He's, you know, probably one of the bigger ones that's on the main roster still currently, you know, at least was in the past year and so still actively doing stuff. You know, main event of pay-per-views. Had yeah. that match with Seth. Uh, the team with, you know, RK Bro were very popular and at a time. Uh, former US champion, hot run in NXT. Yeah, it just seems like he had uh, some drama and stuff with him. Whether, you know, allegations that that were made and kind of just seemed to disappear and people kind of forgot about. Uh, there's things of him making allegations at someone in the airport where it turns out like, no, nah, he was drunk apparently, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly. So it's, there is kind of lots of issues that have stemmed from this guy. I, I was a big fan of him. I'm sure he'll land on his bare feet mm-hmm. somewhere else in whether it's indies and stuff. We can talk about that, but I, I do think like, at this moment, it's best for business for WWE to cut ties with them. Especially with the merger. We know like Dana White hates the man. <laughs> yeah. He is now technically part of this company. Right. Um, yeah, it's like I, I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle's work. Um, I enjoy the character. I don't think the character really showed a great deal of evolution. I think the best was probably that feud with Seth with that like split screen yeah. interview thing they did. Um but yeah, there was just too much baggage there. And whether, like, r- again, these are, like, accusations, nothing's been, like, proven or, like, it's not seen a trial or anything like that. But when these stories keep coming up, yeah, you've got to think where there's smoke, 
there's potentially fire. Yeah. And I get... There's this, definitely smoke, bro. There's definitely smoke. And I get the same sort of kind of feeling with him that we got with Enzo, where it's like, all right, maybe you are innocent, but there's so much shit going on with you. You're not worth the headache. And I'm sure a Matt Riddle is on a pretty good pay from yeah. WWE. Like, that's a, a cost-cutting thing that, yeah, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, yeah, and and that's like like separating art from artist there. Again, loved his his in ring work and his old wrestling stuff, but he seemed like there was there was been issues constantly that it's just not worth this this whole hassle. So, not really shocked about that one. Yeah, Cameron in the in the group in the chat saying such a shame, great talent but terrible attitude. Not someone children should be looking up to. And yeah, that's true. Like, I mean that that was that thing with you know that interview with Triple H when I asked about. China and Hall of Fame and saying, well, we, you know, we don't want kids Googling China and seeing what comes up with her. And I mean, there are so many wrestlers with bad shit. Like, I still think it's kind of, that's a bit whack. But yeah, Matt Riddle, there is so much, like, if you are Googling or whatever. And just, yeah, hasn't seemed to have grown up at all. He's he's a baby-faced guy, but he's, he's an adult, you know, yeah, and yeah. like still acting like he's, you know, Randy Orton when he was 20. Yeah. Um, where do you see him ending up, if anywhere? Honestly, like, I'm not going to be shocked if we see him at your local indies coming mm. soon. Because he was a huge deal before WWE being the top guy in all the indie the, like promotions everywhere. Uh, as for, like, AEW, I don't necessarily think that's where they would go for him. Someone just, like, they just got rid of the problem. I don't think they need another one. Um, yeah, I think from sort of, you know... He's someone that clearly has rubbed people up the wrong way backstage sure. before. You're right. You've just got over that issue with Punk. Um, and not trying to compare, just like like backstage attitudes. You want to keep and the, yeah. the locker yeah. room as like happy as possible right now. And I also think just, yeah, again, the baggage we've seen with... Uh, you know New Japan won't care. <laughs> New, Japan. New Japan won't care. It's whether he, you know, can not smoke for that amount of time. Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah, so um, New Japan's not an option. New Japan's I also strong. I think just the baggage stuff, like we've seen with AEW, they won't touch Marty, you know? Like, yeah. um, I don't see him going there. I don't see that being a move. I do see, you're right, like your indies, your GCWs potentially going back to progress. Um, yeah, and maybe some stuff in Japan. But I don't know. It's going to be three months to wait with most of these cases and we'll see. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure he needs to take uh, some time to himself, maybe to because I don't know, maybe he, he come, maybe he has an apologies like I have to grow up. I don't know, maybe there is some hope because like I'm sure there is money to be made with him. People he was people were getting into him. He's pretty funny and like we said, he's pretty good. So it is like a, a what if and like as as many people are gonna be like, no, TK, don't do it, bro. There's as many people, if not more, who are like, fuck yes, finally we can get the team of Rob Van Dam and Matt Riddle. <laughs> so, like, there is still, like, ah, uh, you could probably... He'll land on his feet, I'm sure, still. Um, I guess next would be former world champion Dolph Ziggler. That's right. I mean, this one, if this was a few years ago, like 10 years ago, five years ago, this would have been like, oh my god. Whereas, it's obviously a, li a little later in his career, but... Mm. This guy was so underused and like 
I don't want to say mistreated, but this guy was awesome. Like watching through some rough times in wrestling, he was a part of, he was a character and a wrestler that actually was good and stuck out. And like anytime he was put in a match, he was the show off as that nickname. And like, he was the wrestler, the like the workhorse, like the measuring stick. And he was never the guy. And I guess he, he learned that at some point in his career. And he was pretty complacent at being that like helping hand and everything. But He's awesome. I I love. I remember that pink shirt. It's not oh, showing yeah. off one of the best shirts in like the, that that era, this modern era, and like just I don't know his music, his look, his everything. He was so I I was a big fan of, and I think we saw so many start stops with with him where, as an audience, you started to kind of lose interest. There was a point where like like you know twenty thirteen ish where I'd say him and Daniel Bryan. We're on the same level of popularity. Sure. You know, there were matches going on not involving him where there were those We Want Ziggler chants and everything. One of the greatest cash-ins ever. Yeah. And so unfortunate. A guy who's pretty much been injury-free the entirety of his career. His one major injury was when he had the world championship, like, two weeks into the reign. And then they took it off him. Yeah. Which was... Such a shame. And he never really came back to that level after that. Uh, I will say that feud with The Miz over the IC title and IC title versus career, definitely, I'd say Miz's best match. Easily Miz's best match. A really compelling story when they first, you know, redid the brand split and we were having SmackDown only pay-per-views. I found that really compelling. And I think he's someone, WWE is such a hard system because you go, well, he was given his chances. He was world champion. He was main eventing things and stuff. But it's so, like, regimented with, you know, scripting and who's winning, who's losing. And I, I'd say it's a lot harder to break that glass ceiling in WWE than it is in, say, an AEW where you've got a bit more leeway with your creativity and allowing to break out. His wrestling's there. I mean, you're saying WWE giving him a chance. It feels like they didn't want to ever give him the chance. The guy's fucking name was Dolph Ziggler, bro. Like, uh, come on. Which he, he got over, you know? Yeah, like, it got over that finally. And it's like, it's a joke from like one, like a, you know, the Ziggler or whatever. But I'm thinking like his real name, Nick Nemeth, Nick the Natural Nemeth, yeah. will clearly be his name yeah. going forward if he chooses to wrestle. I know. I don't know he, if he'll use the natural being sure. in the with Dustin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, it's like, is it really giving someone a chance if you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to put you in this main event where you lose once every six months. Yeah. Like it's, okay. I loved, I loved when for some reason Sting showed up and, and helped Ziggler beat the authority. I was like, wow, Sting just really loves Dolph loves, Ziggler. Loves Dolph. <laughs> uh, yeah, we would, we eventually got to look at a best match ever of his work in WWE because I'm sure talking about where this guy will land, I would not be surprised if he is the one big true release that goes to AEW. I think so. I think there's so many like cool just singles matches. I know it's the cliche, but handcuffs off. Like yeah. him versus, you know, Kenny. Yeah. Uh like him versus like a Ray Phoenix. Um like Moxley, not Dean Ambrose, but Moxley. Like there's there's loads. Hangman Page, Swerve, like the list goes on. There's a lot of places he tag can go team to. stuff. Is uh, he gonna ha- he's gonna tag team with his brother? Potentially, yeah. Uh <laughs> I do see him, unless he wants to, like, you know, hang his boots up and just focus on comedy and acting and stuff. There's a place for him in AEW. Like, absolutely. I think he's got to strike while the iron is hot and have him and Cardona and all those guys who are going around. Like, him and Danielson in AEW, him and Kenny, any of these matches, 
they'll they'll gain attraction. But there's also Impact Wrestling or NWA or like oh, there's all these other places that he could easily like make lots of money at and still yeah. be talked about. But again, if this happened like seven eight years ago and like Bullet Club, there's a huge what if if he decided to. I walk, mean, if right? if he if his contract came up when AEW was yeah. starting and he was there with Jericho yeah. and that as he'd have been a yeah a he'd huge, have been a huge part huge of that part of that. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I am excited to see what's, what's next for Dolph Ziggler. And it's really nice seeing on Twitter, like not a bad word said against him, like everyone putting him over on his, his like work ethic, his attitude, just being a nice guy. I saw Alexander Hammerstone say during COVID Dolph Ziggler was just anonymously buying all these indie wrestlers, t-shirts and stuff to support and stuff like that, which is, it's really nice to see. Yeah, I, I see him being a huge part of AEW going forward, honestly. And I, I can't wait to see the wrestling come out of it. But um, I'm sure he'll be fine. Now he'll be free of not – like you mentioned he does comedy. I've seen him do comedy. I've seen him – I know he likes to do that kind of stuff. And now he'll be allowed to like do everything. Hey, it's Dolph Ziggler. He could have an OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> back in the day, Dolph Ziggler, you know, stealing the, the show and your girlfriend, all that shit. I used to love that character. And I think he's a little older now. I think he would go back to maybe just – bit more of like the wrestling something he would focus on and i think if coming to AEW, that he'll get to showcase that and basically have matches that he's always wanted to have and before he gets to retire it's a big release but again i'm not really surprised yeah he hasn't since the uh nxt run last year he hasn't really done much at all on the main roster oh, yeah he a was li- a champ last year champ, a little feud with ali uh bobby Roode has been out for a long long time obviously they had the tag run they didn't seem to have much to do with him and I imagine Adolf Ziggler's paid a lot of money by that yeah, company. He's yeah, been yeah. there almost 20 years. That's and crazy. As like a, I never a forget. main eventer and stuff. So. He was Chavo, Kerwin White's caddy. Yeah. He was in the Spirit Squad. He's a cheerleader. Yeah, he's been through it all. So, yeah, I imagine that's a big like cost-cutting thing yeah. from them. Uh, similarly with uh, Mustafa Ali, who uh, obviously we've been talking about a bunch on NXT has a match scheduled for Saturday against Dominic Mysterio or yeah. Dragon Lee. Um, but yeah, someone who is on main roster money with no plans for the main roster and working down in developmental. Um, wanted his release two years ago. They wouldn't give it to him. It is weird that they just do it now. Like, just see out. No isn't, it, isn't it so weird? Wrestling, like wrestling, it, you're not even... Like the contract thing, right? You're what? Like the the way things work is like you're not in a union. You're not in anything. Yeah. You're like this like contracted like employee. I mean, we, we all know it's fucked. Yeah. Like they're, they're employees. Yeah. Like if you look at the definition of everything they do, yeah. they're employees. But no, they're quote unquote independent so contractors. So like this guy's like, you know what? It's not working out. I'm not happy. I'm actually leaving. And then they go, no, actually, you can't. You can't like, that's that. kind of fucked up. Yeah. So uh, this guy wanted to do that. He, he's been put in NXT. He actually has a match this week, not anymore. And, yeah, I think this is another big what if. When he was doing the light stuff mm. and being a huge baby face, I think, is where they messed up not using him in that way. And ke- they keep putting him in, like, the like weird heel. Whiny, yeah. whiny heel. And that, that wasn't right. And I know, like, him being someone who's just, like, someone – that indie wrestlers look up to everywhere, like Chicago, Chicago's own. And as soon as yeah, this guy Chicago was released, needs someone else. Hanging yeah. And it ain't sky blue. It's no this offense. guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this guy, like this guy. Now so many indies 
promotions. He's going to pop around. So many dream matches is what he's going to do for sure. And we're going to get some crazy stuff out of here because he's he trains a lot of guys as well mm-hmm. who come up through him. And I, I know this guy's just in it for the wrestling, and his heart is always in the right place. So we'll we'll be seeing him. I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine AEW not picking this guy up either. What I just find weird is most jobs like you give your two weeks notice or whatever. Yeah, you work it. Similarly, yeah. if you get given, hey, we're going to be letting you go, here's your two weeks' notice, Right, you work it. They get given a three months' paid notice. Like, just have him wrestle the match. Yeah. Like, have, just finish the story and get written I, out. I it's guess so you wouldn't weird. want to wrestle. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it is like, it is strange, but you get a you'll get a pay per view payday as well. Like it's just I just want wrestle the match and yeah. go away. I I find it weird. I want Mustafa Ali versus Will Ospreay. I want Ali versus Ray Phoenix versus all your crazy high flying dudes in AEW and on the Indies. Gringo Loco, everyone going on. Like this guy will be killing it. Yeah, he's kind of someone. Again, I. I would see as someone AEW should be looking to get, even though their roster is pretty packed. Um, but I would like to see him do a bit of a, a run outside of AEW before going there. Do the GCW matches. Yeah, he will. New Japan Strong or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I would like to see him just go around. And I, I feel he's the kind of guy that wants to do it. I imagine him being someone with a list of yeah. people like Cody was. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're kind of the big three. Uh, who else have we got? We got Shelton Benjamin, the gold standard. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin, who's been in WWE and then gone and back, it seems. But uh, always a, another huge what if and kind mm. of a missed opportunity. Uh, his his show stealing performance at WrestleMania 21 in that Money in the Bank ladder match when he you know did all the crazy spots. I think that's when you go, okay, this guy's like pretty much like this insane mm. athlete. Like, let's shoot him to the moon. And it kind of wasn't that way. And he always was... Team angle as well. Yeah, he was always, like, in, in, in like, secondary roles. And I'm sure they, they tried with him. And I always enjoyed his, like, IC run and tag title runs. But uh, they, they tried some weird shit with him, too, with, like, what... Um, his mama gimmick yeah. back in the day. But then, like, him coming back with... The Hurt Business, uh, I think they kind of fucked that up with them breaking up 100%. and then, like, not... Nah, it's, like, so weird. I mean, he's been back for, like seven years now that's crazy and was pretty much only brought back because smackdown needed more bodies during the when they did the new brand split right and i think he was always going to just come back as that veteran hand sure no real intentions to like you know make this guy world champ or yeah whatever. yeah so he's had a good run he's got seven years out of this last gig yeah and, uh he's someone i'd see more likely doing Stuff in New Japan. I mean, he used to. Yeah. He did Ring of Honor in New Japan that, a lot before. Like, I see a lot of these people doing, you know, the the one week just random TK booking match on a rampage sure. or collision or whatever. Yeah. I don't see him landing in AEW, but New Japan, I see him doing stuff. Yeah. I, I was if always. He wants to keep going. Yeah. Is. I was always a big fan of him, but I, I do think, like, they missed, missed opportunity. You're right. Him. Hurt business, though. Like, just. F that. That up. was so. Had something really going. And yeah. It. it Really, like, damaged him and, and Cedric, who, like, Cedric should have been the project with that whole thing. But, like, so many so many matches that this guy's had in WWE that I've, I've been like, wow, this guy's awesome. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing another T-Bone suplex or a few in, in the mm. indies or, or maybe AEW. Uh, who else we got there? We got – I'll just go down a list here yeah. that I have no specific order. But Top Dollar. All right. Not Nada. Mm. Yesterday's price is not today's price, I guess. 
Uh, this is not too big of a shock. What's weird is it's only him and not the other two from Hit Row. Yeah. Uh, this guy does a lot of his own like creative stuff, the hip-hop, the rapping over songs and stuff that, that WWE didn't really capitalize on. I do think Hit Row is a whole unit. What, the way we saw it originally with Swerve is how the best form of it. And 100%. as soon as you got rid of that, I think that was pretty much setting them up for defeat. And... On top of that, like on one of your big moments, he goes for the the tope, and that'll just never be not mentioned by Michael Cole. So, yeah. um, and I know that's part of a bit because you know he's getting talked about. But this guy, this guy, uh, definitely, I, I want to be a fan of this guy, but his wrestling just was not there. I wouldn't even call him a wrestler, but I liked his like promos and and everything, and and his like drive is very impressive. So I got to give him some respect, but. Not not too disappointed or shocked that no. he's gone. As a as like a heavy for for Swerve, yeah, who can like cut a rap and a promo? Yeah, he was good. Like the unit was great, but it was just completely missing something when they got brought back. And he's he's not good enough in ring. And I think he's someone else who, you know, Twitter fingers can rubs people up the wrong way as yes. well. So it's like let's just cut bait. Yeah, he's someone who definitely tweets a lot of stuff and says some like. Uh, Comments that he kind of maybe will regret later that he's mm. done quite a few times, including pretty much dissing Swerve in, yeah. in the past little while, which I just find very odd. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't I could see him doing indies and stuff, but I do not want him in AEW with Swerve. <laughs> in the, I know the Mowgli Embassy, whatever they call them. I know they bring in anyone, but I don't know if they need top doll. I don't think they need top doll. Yeah. What about Riddick Moss? Uh, and Emma, they're a couple, are they, they not? They are. I see them both going to Impact. Uh, I think Moss is someone who, he's been in WWE a long time, as long as we've been doing Up Next. No Cap Moss, right? Yeah. Uh, I think he's someone for a big guy who does have some potential that we maybe haven't seen. Uh, he's pretty athletic for a big guy. Like, some of his character work got over, some not so much. Like, he was given a fucking god-awful character yeah. and somewhat made it work. Uh, I see him as a as an impact project. Sure, with Emma. With Emma, yeah. Yeah, Emma came Emma back and didn't just do slide anything. Right back into yeah, yeah. Although her last impact run really wasn't very good, so I I think uh, the Emma from those NXT days might be behind us because I haven't really seen a great deal from her for a long time. You need an Emma mite sandwich. I do. What about Aaliyah, the chick from the Six? Man, we've been doing up next uh, for a long time. This, and is she a, was... this is a huge, huge pour one out. Like, we need to toast Aaliyah. We need to have toast yeah. to Aaliyah. <laughs> they rocked the boat with this one. Uh, the chick from the six is gone. I... The record for the, the quickest pin in wrestling history or WWE history was her? Was Aaliyah. She, <laughs> she was a former women's tag team champion. So, all the accolades for Aaliyah. Yeah, uh, they they really tried Threw with her on TV. Oh yeah, oh man, so many moments in NXT where we were not too high on her. But like, she's from Toronto. I'm sure she'll be back and doing indie stuff. And and yeah, she's someone maybe an Impact Women's Division, but yeah, I don't know. Like she she did improve. It took a long time. She, yeah, she signed when she was what twenty or something. She was super young, um, and it took a long time, but. We've barely we've barely seen her the last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't really know. Uh, maybe work indies like try to do yeah, the. She was before and so. improve yeah. things. Yeah, Rick Boogs. So uh, did you see what he tweeted out? Uh, wh- Damn! Why did I pick up my phone? Uh, <laughs> similar. It was 
he says he got caught in a political power play backstage. What? I think basically, you know, like all the business maneuverings and firing people and whatever, and some people are high on people and other people are not so high on people, and he got caught there. But Damn. Uh, again, I see him as, a, as an impact guy. Fun, fun character, can do silly skits with Johnny Swing and yeah, stuff. He's like, someone who, who like was in NXT and not even a prominent character, but like a side character that started b- like being funny. Yeah. And then quickly was put to main roster, which I was definitely like, oh, okay, interesting. And he was, what, a guitarist? An air guitarist, essentially. He's really funny. I just, I don't know. That first NXT, he showed up yeah. just as enhancement talent yeah. and made the most of that entrance, was doing the high-pitched scream, and then they posted on .com him, like, like the full version, yeah. With Kayla Braxton after, was great. Um, and his name's awesome. Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah. Like, he can go around doing the indies and do some silly shit around there. And- All right, wild card here, New Japan. <laughs> G one run. J- J- Japanese people they love metal guitar love and you know big, big American dude man, air yeah. guitaring. Yeah, I need it. He could be with Tai Chi. Yeah, <laughs> book it. I, that's my that's my wild card of these picks. What air guitar with him? <laughs> Lip syncing. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. How do I get someone tell someone to get him on the phone? <laughs> Bugen Hagen with Tai Chi. <laughs> Boogenteckers. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, poor one out for the Boogs. Uh, he, he, he gave us some laughs, so we got to appreciate that. Uh, who else we got here? Quincy Elliott. Good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no big shocker here. Uh, apparently, or allegedly, this person uh, was kind of weird in online stuff, whether it was Twitter or, like, lives where he was just... Going off and saying things about his coworkers. Yeah, like outed Indy Hartwell and uh, was, yeah, burner accounts and going in like kind of, you know, NXT stand groups. Yeah. Talking shit about people and saying shit that was happening backstage. And then and then the actual character was like rubbing tits in people's faces. Yeah. So I wasn't too... And wasn't very good. No. So I, I'm not too... I, I was amazed this guy didn't get fired. Yeah. Like I, I think there's stuff he did, like... Is 100% fireable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely good riddance. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we'll be seeing... He'll, he'll try, but I don't think he'll be successful because pretty pretty shitty things mm. he, he did or allegedly did. Dude. Uh, Bryson Montana. Who? Okay, we're getting into a territory of... Well, I think there's some other ones here. I don't know wh- why this list is this way, but Bryson Montana, I do not even know I have who no that idea is. who this guy is. Someone from the PC, obviously, that we aren't familiar with from NXT TV. Yeah, no idea. Okay, what about Dana Brooke? Uh, I mean, I'll let you take this one. Uh, oh, thanks, yeah. Uh, leave the memories alone and don't change a thing. Uh, we can look at the good moments of Dana Brooke's career when she was uh, like uh, in... What was it? She in, a teacher? She had the glasses and the meter stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, an- the analysis. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. The cat outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, she was paired with Charlotte for a while. She was paired with Charlotte. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she did the, like, body flex things. Yeah, She's, that's what... When she, when they brought her in, she yeah. was, what, like, winner of the Arnold Classic or something yeah. like that, and they were building her up as this big bodybuilder type. I think someone who... Got moved up to the main roster way too quick. Yeah. Needed. It was clear. Like, you you look at uh, even this latest NXT run. She's someone you can clear really wants to improve. Just 
you know, didn't take it up as quickly. And I think another year in NXT would have helped her a lot before being thrust in the main roster and then being positioned at a level very quickly. Well, I'm sure she'll show up at like an impact or something as well. I think she could fit into to working some rounds still in, yeah. in the world of wrestling. But I'm still pretty pissed. I cannot find my Dana Brooke shirt. Ah. I think it's gone. I think someone stole it. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. Uh, Mansoor, or as also known as Mansoor. Mansoor. <laughs> Mansoor. I mean, I guess we can talk about him and Mace together. Mace? Marseille. Marseille. <laughs> um, they're, they're a group, I would say, try and keep as a, a tag team. I think they'd stick together, yeah. Because they've done, uh, like, I mean, the Maximum Male Models thing was a, like, a joke. Uh, which they, they got some laughs out of me here and there, but it's more their stuff they've been doing outside of wrestling, their, their YouTube channels and yeah. things like that. And Mansoor is someone who's actually shown a lot of personality um, in those videos, whether it be his, what, was it a Mauro Ronaldo impression he was doing and stuff like that? Okay. Like, um, but yeah, I, I could see them working as a tag team, do the indies. You yeah, know, yeah, two, yeah. Two guys who... I don't think did a lot before WWE. I might be wrong, but I think they're guys who should completely be exploring the indies now. Try to make that tag team work as characters. Do your GCWs and stuff like that. I think they'll they'll be okay in in the indies and get more popularity. But it's their like they were given chicken shit and somewhat made chicken salad of it. And I think there there could have been other things, especially Mansoor. He's been put in those huge uh, spots with what like the Saudi shows. Yeah. Right, and then since being released, they did like a, a Twitch live or whatever, and uh, basically were saying that it was in his contract. Mansoor says that because of like the Saudi Arabia didn't want him losing on TV, so he never lost on NXT or whenever we saw him or so, something along yeah, the lines. Yeah, he was he was rarely on NXT. Yeah, because he couldn't lose. Main roster. Yeah, because he, he couldn't, couldn't lose. lose. And they were like, "Well, we're we're actually building other people." Yeah, up, yeah. But there's a Saudi show coming up. It's so funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see those those two where they go, what they do. Yeah, I think I think uh, they'll have some some fun moments down the line for sure. I'm not sure about the wrestling, but they'll sh- they'll show up somewhere. Uh, but yeah, they also said that they want they wanted to pitch to Cody like that they one of their noses gets broken, so they wear like the mask. They do his but, Cody's gimmick, right? Yeah, 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 that'd be pretty good. They also pitched uh, like Quentin Tarantino Reservoir Dogs type thing. I'm sure they had a lot of ideas that mm. didn't that didn't work for them. Yeah, I think that they're two who could have. Uh, done kind of what Breezango did you know the fashion files and things like that if if they were like allowed to bring the stuff they were doing outside on tv sure yeah they seem creative guys daba kato daba kato babatundi day commander aziz wow yeah he he came back to nxt he didn't look too bad actually he he definitely improved in this latest run we didn't see a great deal of him but yeah uh big guy like it depends like i mean he could just get an agent and play big men in movies. Movies. He's already done that Netflix movie with WWE. Okay. Um, I don't know. It depends how, how much he wants it. Like, does he want to wrestle? Yeah. I feel big guys can always get something. Security. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you see? Yeah, I, I think he did improve because I, I couldn't care about him before. But since seeing him in NXT, he's doing a few matches. I'm like, actually, you look a little different. But he's someone if, like, say, a impact just have a smaller guy that they're trying to get over yeah. and need a heat. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. can just hire this guy to come I would in. do that with him, yeah, for sure. This one's weird. Ulyssa Leon. 
this is one like hasn't had much talk about. Obviously, not everyone watches NXT, but we do, and we're really high on her and really high on the the tag team of her and uh, Valentina Ferreira. I'm happy Valentina's sticking around. Yeah, big fan. Um, but I thought they really worked as a tag team, and I, I think it just comments on what a lack of care they have for the women's tag division across the board because but why split them i thought the team was a, a well, good exactly. unit yeah i mean that's what i'm saying it's like it makes no sense like whenever we've seen these tag teams in nxt they end up splitting them or whatever and it's like no you want actual tag teams stop just putting natalia with random partner yeah. to go for the tag titles let's build a actual tag division and i thought these two were were fantastic as a team you know her being the bigger one throwing valentina around i thought it was a quite different team yeah i, I actually was becoming a huge fan of them and i, I do like Feroz, and i'm interested to see and hopefully she's still she stays and gets something but mm. yeah a bit shocking like a lot of no, maybe a lot not very known to a lot of people but she's i was good. like yeah she's pretty good uh Chris Elliott in the chat saying, I've seen someone say Dabakato should go to Bloodsport to defend the honor of Raw Underground. It's true. You can face Riddick Moss at Bloodsport. You Matt can Riddle. You can Shane back. Yeah, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Bro. Um, I mean, that's something you could have, like Josh Barnett versus Matt Riddle for the ownership of the Bloodsport Oh, name. my God. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because it was Riddles, wasn't it, to start with? Oh, what? right, right. Shanky. Ah. Uh, this guy was useless. <laughs> how, how dare you? How dare you, you, you? How could you say that? You don't like Shanky? No. <laughs> Let's look at all the best moments of Shanky. Didn't he dance with the ring announcer at some point? There, we, like we got one. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. Shanky and better I, show up. And I've seen so many people mistaking him for one of the Indusheer lads. It's like, he's not. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, they're different people. I did not think that, but yeah. Uh, Shanky is definitely going to be having some sort of Joey Janela death match at GCW. <laughs> yeah, they're a clusterfuck. Battle Royal. Shanky. Shanky. Yeah, like what... <laughs> They kept him for the India show, and then bye. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming. No improvement. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, there's a few names here. Daniel MacArthur, Ooh. Kevin Ventura Cortez, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, and Abdul Fitzgerald. Uh, wish them the best on their future. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with these people. Um, but Ikamanjiro as being the last one uh, here, as we kind of mentioned off the top. reform Jacket Time. Jacket Time can finally reform, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. It, it was gone too soon. Which, uh, was he, <clears throat> what, what company was he with in, in... DDT or no? I can't remember. I, I think it was another one. I can't remember, but uh, I'm sure he can always go back home. Yeah, it never worked out really. His, his comedy only had uh, so many heights to, to it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wears a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a long time to... Wrestle uh, one, that was it. Wrestle one, okay. Yeah. So what's your gimmick? I wear a jacket. Okay, yeah, Like, but then like when you get to the ring and it's your match, you're going to take it off, right? Nope. Plot nope. <laughs> <Hot> twist. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, jacket time. Him and Kushida versus the uh, machine guns in Impact. Yeah. Book it, please. All right. Uh, I think. Well, did we pour enough out? We poured it all out. We poured one out. We poured many out for all the WWE releases. Something tells me there may be even more coming soon yeah. in the next little while. So we'll uh, keep a, a watch on that. And I, I'm, you know, these are these are human beings, and I'm sure they're all gonna 
for the most part, land if they want to stay in the industry. Yeah. There's so much. There's so much wrestling mm-hmm. that they can jump onto, and we kind of just listed everything that we kind of predict or maybe see them doing. And I'm sure maybe some work out and some don't. I'd say isn't like a, as easy as it was a couple of years ago when AEW would just bring in whoever. Yeah. I, I do think their roster is pretty full right now. I think you make exceptions for your Zigglers and your Ali's, but yeah. beyond that. I wonder, but definitely it's, there's going to be an injection in the independent scene of a lot of these people. And if people can take, you know, the Matt Cardona approach and just book, oh my God. Book, yourself, Run with it. book yourself everywhere, change your character up and everything. Uh, I'd be interested to see what some of these guys can do. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta listen to your, your friends and coworkers and, and people that look what they've done with mm. this. Like some of these people look at Cardona, Steph Delander yeah. with her new face tat. Mm-hmm. What what was she? What was her name in WWE? Exactly. Ooh, See? Yeah. Look at her now. So yeah. like good for you. There can be like a promised land and if you're smart and you want it and you're creative and you got the heart and desire like it'll it'll work out for you, I think, you know, whether or not. So we'll 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 be seeing some of these faces down the line for sure, but Yeah. Yeah. What was her name though? I can't remember. Uh yeah, she was with Indian Duke and Dexter, weren't she? Uh Yeah. It'll come to me. Someone's yelling at us yeah. right now. You're the NXT guys. I know, what the I know. Fu- <laughs> These people break our hearts too much when they leave. So. Yeah, I was just We've really got upset. We've a, a eternal sunshine them sometimes, don't we? Just forget about them. Yeah. yeah. All right, we've gone long in these releases, but uh, that's all right. But let's, uh, let's try to whiz through the rest Persia of the Parada. News. Persia Parada. There How could you go. forget that? I know, my bad. Um, but there was some other big WWE news this week where... SmackDown is leaving Fox and will be moving back to the USA Network in uh, 2024. Uh, I think it's estimated around, what, like a $1.4 billion deal? Oh, my over God. The, over the years that they'll be signed. Um, saying it'll be Friday Night SmackDown right now, but that could always move. Uh, but no word on uh, Raw and NXT. So could this potentially mean that they're being shopped around and they're leaving usa with which, smackdown now going to usa which is crazy because raw's been on usa like that's the yeah. that's the show like that's the show there but this this is pretty crazy so fox wasn't happy with the what what wwe is bringing in i think they didn't want to pay the increase that wwe were expecting got you okay and didn't quite hit the numbers that they were hoping for. i'd say smackdown on fox was a huge success mm. that that show was put in so many more homes and yeah. so many more places when it got put on Fox. I think it helped bring in more wrestling fans. And I think speaking to like friends of mine, whether it's Americans and stuff, like they were like, oh, so SmackDown's still on, but it was on Fox. I watched it the other day. Yeah. I, they know, did a way better job of making it feel people. like an A show. Yeah. As well, they made the it time. feel Obviously big. Yeah. Having Roman and the Bloodline as SmackDown guys, they'd be on Raw, but it did make it feel more important. Uh, you had the, you know, kicking off on Fox with the 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 Rock with Becky Lynch and Brock squashing Kofi. Right. Uh, oh, right. Like, but they've they've built it up. You know, you'd had Gunther's big title defenses on SmackDown and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it did a good job. Uh, maybe not the, the millions and millions that they were wanting viewers wise um, and just couldn't justify the, the price increase. But yeah, SmackDown going to USA. Uh, what do you think it means for on SmackDown? Uh, well, I, I don't know if Raw and NXT would leave. I think USA is just kind of putting more chips into because USA is NBC, right? Mm. Right. So it's like that's more 
like ownership of it completely. I think companies, uh, these com- companies had issues where like you're on one show promoting, Hey, watch this other channel. Mm. Cause we're airing the show. And then like raw one week is really shit. And then the rock shows up on SmackDown. And you're like, guys, like you got to give us some stuff. So I think maybe just kind of, but if you're paying 1.4 billion for SmackDown, just Smackdown alone, what is Raw going to be worth? Right. Three hours. Is it going to just be Peacock or like, like a different channel? Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely think from hearing stuff Nick Khan saying they are shopping around. Wow. I think like an Amazon is potentially interested, okay, in it and stuff like that. So um, could mean things move nights as well. Uh, like if Raw does leave. USA, we could potentially be seeing a Monday night SmackDown. That's you know? that's weird. And no, a Wednesday night Raw on a different channel. That's so strange if yeah. they were to do that. But I don't but know. But if, if that's been on USA since what, ninety three or whatever? It's ninety three, it was gone in two thousand and came back in 05. Like If Monday nights has been their wrestling night forever, yeah. like and SmackDown <laughs> is their only property, they may want to put it there. That's... So it's it's bizarre. I think you're gonna see quite a few changes. Or oh, you're right, it could be like a whole lot, but like you're talking like multiple multiple billions of dollars then for yeah. all three brands. Plus the Peacock deal is a build deal with like the yeah. the pay per views and stuff. So yeah, that's so crazy. How invested they are for that? Yeah, I, I find it shocking they're leaving Fox, but it, that's still you know NBC is is big too. So that that won't be on USA or will it be on NBC like, like Sorry, the what? channel SmackDown uh, on we USA? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's pretty crazy. I mean, for us Canadians, it doesn't mean anything. I'm sure they'll stay with Sportsnet. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We'll but like to be change. honest, as a Canadian who we are millennials, mm-hmm. are we millennials? That you know, it's expensive to we, we're roommates. It's expensive to live in a big city in North America, mm-hmm. in Canada, in Toronto. And you think we pay for cable? Get the fuck yeah. out of here! No, but when we do try to pay for everything to watch wrestling the proper legal way, which includes trying to buy like Sportsnet or TSN packages, they always still fuck up. So like they're, I mean, that's, that's the thing as well. Are we going to start seeing deals where yes, it's live on USA, but you can also stream it live on Peacock Peacock at the same time. Right. Uh, I mean, that's something that would get my money. Yes. Um, absolutely. Use VPNs. Like if you had raw, NXT and SmackDown live on Peacock when it airs, as it airs, for 10 bucks a month, whatever it is you pay for Peacock. I would pay that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that would be, that would be it for me. I, I would think that's the, kind of the future where, hey, I, I know ABC does it. Well, like, hey, tonight's Dancing with the Stars, but we put it up right away, like at nighttime or in the morning the next day. So that's what they, they do it but I wish you could just access it should just yeah. be accessible to see it for people that like you know don't give a shit about really until we bandwagon it football yeah. basketball baseball hockey we don't care we don't watch that until yeah. it's playoffs I ain't paying 60 bucks a month yeah. for a sports package just to watch my silly wrestling show yeah it's crazy how like, the I packages am, here are, yeah. are you have to pay so much just if you don't even want the other stuff that you they still make you pay so it is weird so maybe they do go to that kind of format in the future but yeah pretty interesting that fox losing smackdown now we're just uh dumb millennials here who don't really know much about you know business and stocks and things we talk about wrestling and we we do our thing but uh vince mcmahon's uh what his uh stocks up for sale oh or something with uh with this tko thing uh there's 
I think there was an article in the LA Times last week kind of listing all of the problematic stuff that's been up uh, with Vince McMahon, including the Montreal screw job, you know, putting that next to sexual assault allegations and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, he changed the finish of the match. <laughs> um, Bastard! <laughs> but yeah, does this feel like Vince has, you know, made his power play, cashed in his chips, taken his money, and potentially an exit strategy is in place if, you know, he starts bringing some negative attention to the business? Yeah, is this just more succession in real life with yeah. Vince McMahon and stocks and well, he's problematic and he's got allegations and he's got to get rid of the stocks now. And I don't know. I, I think he, he made a, a play to make as much money. And then if he's leaving it for sure, but is not like triple H involved. Is there not, you know, Stephanie's not right now. Right. But like triple H isn't on the board. either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's, yeah, it's, it's Vince right now is yeah. WWE guy on the board, but um, I hope he goes. Yeah. Been saying this for years. Like we know we've seen how much the product's got better. Reports of him saying he needed to make the deal because the product had got stagnant after they've had their their best year ever in like ratings, live event attendance, merchandising, you know, doing all these huge stadium shows. Yeah, stagnant product. Yeah. Like you got back into WWE in the last week uh, year. Like and yeah. you've been so against it like for a long time. It's been dull and dry. So I want him to go just so Triple H and Sean can probably run the the whole thing. Yeah, I I do think maybe there's you there's there may be more smoke fire thing there because mm. you know Triple H is just in the like the creative, creative role. right? And yeah. that is I think what he wants and that's what I think as a fan like we all kind of want now. We've seen what he can do. Him and Sean and everything potentially running creative for wrestling, which is insane with Vince absolutely gone with Stephanie absolutely gone. Mm. I'm seeing people online adding to the, the discourse of trips and Steph being split mm. for a while now. And Shawn Michaels got caught liking some certain tweets on Twitter that definitely put a little gas into the fire Negative of that. About Steph, right? Yeah. Pretty interesting. So yeah. Uh, the McMahon's, being out of WWE, that's crazy. Yeah. Completely. Completely gone. We'll see. But wow. Chris Elliott saying, I think his age could be a, as big a part of this sale clause as anything. He's a lot older than any of the other big hitters. Oh, so he should just run for president then. <laughs> <laughs> All these old people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I I just want to see him out. Yeah. Me too. And No chance. Justice be seen. Should I buy some stock in TKO? Uh, it's gone down. Like, in the last few days. So, um, yeah, I don't think the uh, USA deal kind of... uh, I don't think investors saw it as a good thing. Okay. Potentially leaving Fox to go back to cable. Right. Um, So, yeah, it could be a good time. I've got an alert set on it, so when it drops below a certain amount, can buy. I think it's around... When I last looked, it was around 83. Oh, that's way lower than it was, like... It was, like, 113 or something like that at one point. It's around... It was around 83 when I looked a couple of days ago. Because you figure they announced that rock match. That shit going back up. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's TV... Like, these are the big deals where you kind of want to start looking at buying because if you land, like, a huge... like. The Fox deal before. If you invested before that came through, you'd have made a healthy amount of money before the last Fox deal. Uh, what show is this? Why are we talking about stocks? Yeah, it's eighty three seventy nine right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
look at me. Look at me. Uh, well, let's move on to talk to some actual wrestling, because we, we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to this shit. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a dream match this week on SmackDown. EO versus Asuka. Yeah, dream match for me. Definitely love these two. Two of my all-time favorites, and EO being my, my goat of wrestling and women's wrestling right now, being the champ. We were at Detroit when she cashed in. I'll never forget. Just about oh, yeah, to, we were, we? <laughs> just about to go to the washroom as you're like, wait, sit down, stop. And then her music hit, and then I was like, oh my god, and that was great. You go to enough shows, you realize why are all the cameramen walking, yeah. running to the stage? Right, like, sit down. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was really excited, and I'm so happy that EO won the title. But it's also like, where do we go from here? And I think since being champion, I love the damage control stuff that now she's like the centerpiece instead mm. of Bailey, which I think is way better. Um, I was expecting you do like some big pay-per-view matches to build up to Asuka at WrestleMania, and that was not it at all, and they just gave it away for free on TV, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm angry about this, but part of me is still like, well, in a few years now, do we go to this match on a way bigger scale? Because it wet my whistle, but it didn't quite get to like some what I think and know these girls th- are capable of. I think we're seeing WWE and actually AEW do this quite a bit, recently where they do do the wet your whistle match on tv i think you had adam cole mjf on tv yeah um you had gunther chad gable where they it looks like chad gable's like you know like having to run like do the run to get back yeah. up to that match again probably on pay-per-view i feel this is it as well here like the finish being like a little dirty as well there's definitely like claws there for a, a rematch potentially on a pay-per-view but I, I enjoyed the match. I, I am I want it. I'm wanting more. From yeah, it I think well. that then just do it at the pay per view. Uh, yeah, um, I think I think the thing they're doing with Bailey, like Bailey's pretty entertaining as a character. I think now, and I I think when they eventually do the, I assume a jealousy angle, Bailey versus Io is something I want to see. But also interested in when Kyrie's going to be factored back in because the talk is that she is coming back to the company, and I think. Uh, you know, a Kabuki Sky Pirates triple threat is something like for Mania. I whoa, would love that. whoa, whoa! Yeah, sorry, I had to take what in what you just said. Kabuki Sky Pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the ultimate three. Like the, that's their triple tails. Exactly. That's just going to be as a team. They yeah. need to be a team again, like that. Yeah, the, the Kabuki Sky Pirates. Yeah, real ones. No, that is a fantastic team. Yeah, man. put that on a t-shirt <laughs> right away. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm interested to see if Kyrie comes back. EO versus. I, I would like EO versus someone as a big like singles match at WrestleMania, uh, whether it's like your Becky or your Trish or Bianca. They, they're sure. kind of putting Charlotte in the mix Of as course well, they obviously, are. Obviously, so she's probably going to drop it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, Although I think Charlotte's at the point now where she's almost caught up with she's her She's had 15, I think. Yeah, where they've kind of got to make that a big deal when yeah. she hits 16. So, so you're saying just, EO's the, the one I they're going to do it with? Um, Great. But... Charlotte EO sounds great as well. We yeah. kind of we had the triple threat, didn't we, on NXT? Yeah, we yeah. never had the one on one, from what I remember. Yeah, uh, so that's something I'd love to see. But I want to see them elevate EO a bit more. Yeah, She's still being a bit of a background player. Yeah, and I know the language like barrier can be an issue, but we've seen how much she worked in NXT, and that was on her own, not in a faction. 
Isn't it like look at look at what you know what I, I have to give WWE praise when it comes to EO when NXT did move to USA that was the first thing you saw was EO coming out mm-hmm. and I never forget like they like look look at this like you mm-hmm. got to focus on this character and the little bits of her when she speaks Japanese and then one or two words in English it works really well but WWE before like years ago you know they just do racial stereotypes instead of letting people speak like their yeah. actual native language when look when Gunther starts yelling at someone in a different language I'm like whoa that guy's terrifying and at Dragonov or or EO or Asuka well, and I, I think it's interesting because you look at like like in the indies that's such a big part of it where like your Maki Itos yeah. her whole bit is like I learned a new word today yeah. fuck or like shit and like people like ah oh, it's so crazy so I always remember that uh, Asuka when she just went mine yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. and it meant so much and I think I, I think his wrestling is just not what it used to be at all but I think they've done a great job with Nakamura yeah and it's such a shame they didn't do this five years ago yeah those like pre-recorded vignettes work so well with him and I think doing that with EO would would help absolutely I think I need they need to do something with EO because I I think the world can finally see how amazing she is but they're not letting her maybe like get out a bit more be a bit more are you a heel you're a baby face clearly because everyone cheers for you yeah. but like Get like kind of what the character. Oh yeah, what is, is it? Puerto Rico in the UK. Just yeah, hometown her. hero in Puerto Rico. Yeah, <laughs> and Toronto. I think that she's just a big. She gets people into her pretty quickly. Um, so. She did. Uh, I saw her make some comments about how she thought she was going to be moving up to the main roster way earlier. Uh, obviously, kind of COVID and the yeah. move to the USA Network and all that halted that. But basically, she was like, "Yeah, I thought I'd be here like two years before." Yeah, and when you think. It must be quite isolating a lot of the time for these foreign language speakers being in a company. Sure. Like, I'm sure they have bits of English here, but it, it must be hard to be doing this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and especially, you know, packing up your whole life and changing things and families and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm glad she's finally like shining. But I, I do think there's a lot in there that they're not even fully getting the, the the character like i still think she could be an even bigger deal so we'll get there hopefully uh eventually so we had an angle on uh on smackdown this week where the bloodline beat down john cena beat up john cena and uh reportedly la knight was meant to be coming out for the save to set up a match cena and la knight against what uh jimmy and solo but uh right before the show he took a COVID test and you know what it said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, LA Knight was off TV this week, but uh, um, which was a shame because they just killed John Cena at the end of the show and that was it. And then Cena's like, uh, I've got no friends here. Everyone's what? like, oh, champ, so glad to see you back. Goat. Goat. And they're like, nah, just so. <laughs> We're not touching the bloodline. Where the fuck was the rock? Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what... That was the thing. They go, rocky, rocky. It's like, it's not no, the guy. No. Yeah, it's not guy. Um, but yeah, seems like they are going ahead with this LA Knight push if they're putting him there with Cena and the bloodline. I expect probably a, a Roman match at Saudi. It, Roman what, LA Knight? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so if they're they're putting him in this position with Cena and stuff. But yeah. uh but yeah, kinda kinda cool to see this guy rise up the ranks. But Absolutely. We hope he gets well soon. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's okay and comes back so that we can get back to him on this run. And I'm sure he'll have. Uh, he won't beat Roman, obviously, but like I think being in that mix already is pretty good for him. I think what they found with you know Sammy with Cody, and to an extent Jey Uso, even though I really didn't like the match, is like 
we need we know Roman's going to win, but if we have a big enough baby face, the crowd are really going to get behind them, and I think it creates those moments of doubt and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool to see him being put in that main event mix. Um, I, I think they'll do the AJ match at some point as well. I think I still think AJ's probably had some of Roman's best matches in WWE. That was six years ago or yeah, whatever. True, yeah. Um, but we haven't seen them face during this iteration and he's probably one of the only main guys aside from like a randy who hasn't faced roman during this run true yeah he's still a big big enough player that so you that's could do something that. I, I think you could do maybe uh maybe do like la night at um in saudi and maybe save aj for the rumble or something like that sure yeah uh anything else you caught on main roster this week uh no not really i watched uh some i watched that eo match on smackdown and then kind of flew through the rest of the show and saw saw John Cena getting beat up and then I was like okay where's where's the rock mm. and then went okay where's LA Knight and then it, the show ended so I was like oh that's weird so that made sense um something kind of has my interest is the uh Lashley with the street profits where okay. Lashley like tried to help them out did some cheating and they didn't take advantage of it and then he was mad at them he's like look I bought you these suits I'm trying to like take you up to the but they were dicks level. last week yeah but they won't cheat during the match apparently so uh. they're turning them full heel but what I'm finding interesting is I definitely think Ilya Dragunov is taking the title from Melo on yeah. No Mercy yeah. and you've done this kind of soft split with Trick and Melo uh, we had them on Smackdown like a month or so ago hanging out with Lashley and if you check Mello's Twitter, he keeps interacting with them. Yeah. He's like, I, he said something to like Angelo Dawkins, like, you've got to wear that suit, bro, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I could see Mello joining that team. Sure. And then you've got, you know, you've got your tag team, you've got Lashley as your, you know, leader of the group, and Mello as the, the shining star they're going to try and bring up. Yeah. And I think that could really work. Yeah. What do you call them? The Hurt Business. <laughs> hurt Profits. Hurt Profits. Street Business. Uh, and then I think you keep tricking NXT, a bit more seasoning, and he can always come up and, you know, when you do the split where it's hopefully Mellow v. Lashley, you can have Trick in Mellow's corner again to sure. help him out or something right, like yeah. that. But, yeah, that's something that I'm like, okay, if you can, like, commit with this thing and don't just yeah, make the, split it up. Because, make the Street Profits heal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, freshen them up they, for sure. They've... Yeah, they need freshening up, and yeah. I think this is the right direction, even though they've done it in a bit of a murky way so far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it for WWE. Yeah, I can't think of what else is kind of going on. I, I'm not into the... The bloodline is pretty much when you had this huge, great movie that, that was successful, and everyone's like, have you seen this movie yet? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? And it's a whole year of that. And then finally, not even a year later, they're like, we're hitting you with the sequel. And the third sequel. And you're like, I'm now really over this movie. And that's exactly what's been going on with whatever Bloodline I feel they could pick it up at like the Rumble or whatever. But yeah, I'm with you. I I don't really check out much of that anymore. Yeah. Um, Well, let's move over to AEW. Uh, We had a few big shows this week. Starting with AEW Grand Slam Dynamite. Dynamite Grand Slam. Yes. Dynamite AEW Grand Slam. Yeah. So uh, you've been, this is the first one you haven't been to. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the first one, which was just uh, uh, an experience of of things, uh, specifically Kenny and the Dragon. And then you went last year. And I couldn't even remember what happened on last year's show, except Soraya came out. Soraya came out and Moxley and Danielson made it. So this was. But to fr- be honest, I can't remember much from the first year apart from Omega <laughs> that match? Danielson. Yeah, fair. Sting jumped off something last year as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and Muta, great Muta came out. 
Yeah, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you see Action Bronson? Did Homicide come out? That was at the first one. All right, okay. Yeah, Action Bronson was there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is the the first year. I think a lot of people dropped off. I guess the popularity of AEW. I'm not too sure, but they did not have twenty thousand strong fans. They had about ten thousand, but still sounded loud. That's still pretty still good. Ten thousand people. Yeah. yeah, that's still ten thousand people. And they WWE. Uh, sorry, AEW is really good at making it look and sound good on TV, even when there's only you know so many people in the the arena. But I'd say this was a huge success. I was not as looking forward to it as much as the like the previous ones, mm. but then. It totally delivered and over delivered, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, let's let's go through each match. We started with uh, Eddie Kingston uh, defending his New Japan Strong Openweight Title. Yeah, he he, do, he doesn't know I what title he has. He, he's the IWGP Champion, as far as he's yeah. concerned. Yeah, 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 I have that title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, against uh, Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH Championship. In you know I. Claudio hasn't particularly been doing it for me. I appreciate he's a really good wrestler. I see it. Yeah. Um, Eddie's been so hot and cold in this company, but doing it here in in Queens, like Eddie's like New Yorker, uh, and I think it was from that kind of Ricola bomb kick out onwards. I really got into this. I thought they built the near falls really well, and I thought a really strong opener here with a real feel good moment. Sure, it's just these two props but yeah you know it means a lot to eddie and being the ring of honor champion you know it doesn't mean what it once did but it's still still must be cool for someone like an eddie kingston yeah there's a lot of titles and titles from other companies that are just like whatever but it's a a, a good match and a good moment titles aside for eddie and cesaro claudio coming into aw was super cool but other than like some of the big multi-man chaotic matches mm. and stuff his solo matches really haven't done it for me, actually. I think he's just been kind of similar to how he was in WWE, uh, again, aside some of those other ones. So this finally was the singles match that did deliver for Claudio for me since being in AEW. And it was awesome, the crowd being behind Eddie. I knew right away with Cesaro coming out in his Ribera jacket and the, the Masawa, yeah, the Masawa Ka- Kawada stuff. And then Eddie wins the same way he beat, he beat yeah. uh, Masawa. So I thought that was pretty cool. And... They, they delivered. They were chopping the hell out of each other. Eddie Kingston's got to call his chops the chopped cheese. Chopped cheese? Why has he not done that? Our cooker work made a chopped cheese the other day. Oh, pretty good. sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought this, uh, I, I really enjoyed this opener. Um, and we'll be getting into kind of our Wrestle Dream predictions. But uh, Eddie going to be taking on Shibata. Yeah, which is, sounds uh, which awesome. Which should be for Shibata's title as well. Just put all these on the line. All of them on the all line on and the put, line them, all and put them all into one. Yeah, Absolutely. let's do that. Let's do that. Um, I think this is. I think this makes a lot of sense. So I think I, I think people are going to be more interested in tuning into ROH to watch an Eddie Kingston defense than a Claudio defense. Yeah. I think when a babyface becomes a champion, you never expect it to be too long, especially an underdog like Eddie. I think even as champion, he comes in as the like kind of expected to lose it at any point. So for me, it does put a bit more interest. I'm not interested in heel Claudio either, I think. No. Same with the BCC should just be baby faces again. It feels like they, they're yeah. turning that way. I think Yuda and Claudio were the last piece of the puzzle and you yeah. have that reluctant handshake at the end here. It feels, it's again, just timing of different feuds you've had going on where you kind of need Danielson and Moxie to be face, but you kind of needed Claudio to be heel going into this match. And yeah. now this feud is over. You can have him and you to just be just be baby faces. But yeah, love this match. It was it was good. The crowd was super hot for Eddie, and he got his his big huge moment. So 
Probably cried. Yeah. Uh, then we had Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. And if you know your WrestleMania 19... Looking at tights again. And you looked at the ring gear, you might have known how this was going. Yeah, I love this. One of our favorite matches for sure. All-timers, Jericho and Sean at Mania 19, which is similar because it's Seattle. So kind of... Yep. They're going to Seattle for Wrestle Dreams. You would have maybe... You would have saved pl- it there. Plan that yeah. properly. Um, but yeah, this is this is pretty cool. Jericho... Um, Jericho's so like hit and miss for for a lot of people. He's one of my all time favorites. He's definitely one of the goats for me. And I thought after his Osprey match that I was way more impressed with him than I thought I would coming off that. So I was into this match just as much. Uh, maybe not as good as the Osprey one, but I actually really liked it. The finish is clearly what like they were leading to with that Codebreaker shooting star. If you were there live, you're probably like, why is Sammy still? Jumping Going for this, but Jericho stood up. the way they filmed it looked great. So you got to remember that of, of different things yeah. going to shows and watching at home. But I actually really got into this. The gear itself made it feel a bit special for me. Again, I did clue in on that. And having Jericho beat Sammy and the hug and everything afterwards was just this. I don't know. Was, uh, Jericho's good at reinventing the, himself. The kicking the balls and then the, the, the hand to the face shoving down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed this. I, I think there were a few slip ups here and there wasn't there there was like the i think the drop kick and the the like positioning of the lion salt was uh pretty off you saw sammy just shuffling up yeah. but there there were some like hiccups here and there but i did get into it and i i liked the angle so sammy guevara joining the um uh the don callis family yeah which position makes- as a proper heel now which this guy he's difficult cuz he's he wrestles like a baby face but he just he's unlikable. Yeah. So it, it's kind of difficult. He he wrestles definitely like a baby face, but he's so heelish and everything else that like he just makes way more sense. What's odd is like I, I think that's a good move with him and Takeshita being two of Callus's guys. I think that's the, the best move possible. But having Osprey in there is amazing because it's like, wow, there's some three talented guys. But Osprey's not a, a heel right now. It doesn't make sense for well, Osprey. he's heel in AEW. Yeah. But he's a huge baby But he's also not because if you watch him, you're like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. So he's in, a baby face in New Japan. I I want him to get out the family as soon yeah. as possible. And do Guevara, Osprey. Yeah. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. But uh, I, I like the direction for Sammy Guevara and Takeshita going in there. And I did like this match with Jericho. I thought it was pretty cool. And Jericho might be in the, the last you know, few years of his career, maybe last year, possibly going forward. I know they tease it every year, but like he's still putting on some, some things. And I know, you know, we're podcasters who critique and, and stuff about wrestling, but every time you, we go to these shows, there's so many people who, who aren't following it on Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. They just follow wrestling because they love wrestling. And Jericho is still like someone they, they, they know from years and years ago and that they go, Oh, I, I'm going to watch this guy. And I know now with years removed, the whole, Judas thing is kind of played out, but I'm so sick of people posting like you spent money to go to a show and people are posting photos of them being like, look at all these marks singing Judas. It's like, sorry, they paid the same amount of money, if not more, to go have fun. And if you're so like against that, like maybe do something else because I cannot I I cannot stand that when I go to wrestling shows and I'm booing someone because I don't like them, whether it's the character or the person themselves, the next person beside me can cheer that person and that's what's going to wrestling. It's that's what so makes it fun. fun. Like even characters you're indifferent about, just pick a side. Yeah. Like and boo and cheer and stuff. It's, it's so much it's, fun. It's entertainment. It's a live show. So I, I I do find like, oh Jericho and this and that. I'm like, 
he still puts on some pretty entertaining stuff, and whether you like him or not. We'll get into, as I said, the Wrestle Dream card a bit later, but they have announced that six-man tag for that show. Uh, I see maybe Jericho Sammy again at full gear. I think you could possibly stretch that feud to then uh maybe a trilogy well jericho's going to ddt to fight Takeshta really in november wow okay yeah That's very crazy very interesting matt cardona is also on that card hmm. <laughs> that is interesting Didn't jericho Takeshta and ddt in november 12th i think uh then we had phoenix versus john moxley for the international championship versus rick knox versus rick knox uh <laughs> Phoenix apparently knocking Mox Loopy from that stage dive. The early right one, the yeah, yeah. Uh, to, before the match has even started, where it landing on his head, which we definitely picked up on when we were watching this. And then, uh, yeah, they went for about 11, 12 more minutes after that. Uh, Fire Thunder Driver, Mox clearly telling Knox to count it. His shoulders don't move. Knox stops before hitting the three. Mox kind of goes, motherfucker. He goes like, what are you doing? And then Phoenix hits a second Fire Thunder Driver. This time, like, I don't know how he didn't kill him here. Because he, I've watched this in slow-mo. Yeah. Just lands straight on his head. Uh, one, two, three. Phoenix is your new champion. Um, Moxley suffered uh, a concussion. He did. A concussion and nothing else as far as we know as right now? As far as we know right now. But we haven't, we'll get into Adam Cole in a bit. We haven't heard that much about both these injuries. But... Mott's probably going to be taking some time off after this. Uh, and uh, impromptu title switch uh, called on the fly. But yeah, a lot to unpack here. Yeah, I actually really loved this match. It was pretty frantic and crazy, as you would assume, both of these guys in a match. Like Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. Any time, that sounds pretty good. But got into pretty scary territory when that finish happened. I couldn't necessarily tell that Moxley was... You know, knocked loop because he he's, he's pretty rough around the edges. He and wrestles stuff. this style. Yeah, he's time, killing yeah. people in himself all the time. So and he's selling it half the time. So you know, he's pretty good at his job. But the first fired thunder driver looked nasty, dropping him on his head. But when he didn't move his shoulder right away, we had our friend Jesse from the six over. We all froze in time, as did everyone in attendance. And then it's just so awkward, and it's like, oh wait, no, we're, that is the finish. Okay, we'll do it again. And then he hits him with the second one, crushing him. And then that's the finish they go to. It's like, what in the hell just happened? So, you know, what is at fault? Were, were things not communicated properly? When I watch it, I do think it's the ref, the ref's fault. Me too. And I appreciate that you've got to make a decision in a split second of time. But also, you're in this wrestling company. There are, what, five, six referees you should be, you should know how to deal with this. You should be at the top of your game. And we criticize wrestlers for being bad. We criticize announcers for being bad. We're allowed to criticize these refs and not be scared of hurting their feelings. Rick Knox has been a constant one we've criticized. Yeah. Um, think of the, uh, that Alex Reynolds incident last year where he was just knocked out in the middle of the ring, not moving. And... Like his partner's dragging him to the corner to tag himself back in, and the match's going on, and Rick Knox is completely oblivious to the whole thing. Uh, like, he should have just, yeah, okay, maybe pause. Oh, finish the count or yeah. something. Yeah. I know it's easier said than done, and you're making those decisions in a split second, but like. 
But your job is like as a fan, you know. WWE, you count the fall, don't you? You have to count it. Count it as a shoot. You got to count it. It's this title. It's not the world title. You know, whatever. It's it's the prop. It doesn't matter. But to to have him like not he it to me as a fan watching, I'm like Mox is clearly talking to him. I can hear him. Why can't he? (laughs) It's also like where I got that out of it. I'm not just trying to shit on a referee, but you either. It was it was weird. It was jarring to watch. It's also maybe on on Mox to be like. I'm not loopy. You've got to throw up the X or whatever. Yeah. Or, but yeah, something obviously got, was missed in communication. I think Knox just, I don't know. He, he always seems just not as focused or on it as yeah. some of the other ones. I agree. And, uh, like, and, and I think we've praised some of that. I remember the, one of the female refs who just caught something in WWE a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, where we yeah. were like, she was so on it right yeah. away. It's your job. That's that's what part of your job is. Yeah. It's not just counting the fall. It is communicating with the wrestlers, communicating with the back, making sure people aren't hurt. Yeah. Uh, is a big, big part of it. And it it did like the crowd then just kind of shat on it at the end because it's yeah. it's such a, a botch this this count. But like, obviously I, most important thing, we hope Mox is okay. I hope the dude's okay. It was Renee's birthday too, mm. which has got to be scary. Sending you know going to the hospital or whatever. But I hope he's okay. I hope he can take a little vacation that he's yeah. wanted to take. Go fishing, come back and have this storyline where he absolutely murders Ray Phoenix yeah. and takes the title back. Oh, it should be like a minute. Yeah, you know, yeah, just kills him, crushes him. Um, but in the meantime, Ray Phoenix, go have some cool defenses and title matches. Okay, this is one of my things, and Tony Khan does this all the time. They've announced this like four way tag match for number one contenders on yeah. Wrestle Dream and Phoenix and Penta are in it. Like stop put it, I know I know this was a yeah. change of plan, but no, Phoenix is now a singles guy. Versus Penta. He's holding be the, the match, singles like... championship. Yeah. Do an open open match against your brother, whatever. Yeah. But he's now a singles guy. Don't book him in tags. Yeah. Like this, this, this title was just in the main event of a pay per view. Why is it now? Now, but again, they had plans changed. Phoenix so. is great though, and maybe it's we've said for a long time it's long overdue. Him and Penta have had a yeah had a singles absolutely, run. and it's kind of it's to the point where you see someone at a level. You know, it's yeah. But I think he can have some continue the open challenge gimmick and have some spectacular. I need the, I need the Penta match again. I love any time they have to fight yeah. against each other. So it's it's always special. So big so, fan of these guys. And I know it's a weird circumstance, but kind of happy for Ray Phoenix. And hope Mox is okay, man. This poor fucking guy. Yeah. This guy is amazing. Oh, uh, 100%. Like he's just MVP. Yeah. Like all the way Absolutely. through and through. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I'm just a fan watching him. He makes me think he's like the MVP of these guys. He's always getting his ass kicked. He's always doing whatever needs to be done. And always winning the title when someone else fucks up. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, he's going to go on holiday, but like, it's like, you know, like I have those shifts at work. I know you had this the other day yourself where, you know, oh, okay, I clock out at, at 5.30. I'm going to do this, this, this tonight. And then you hear X, Y, and Z have just called in sick. And you're like, Guess I'm not going home yeah. right now, am I? Yeah. That's John Mox. <laughs> That's John Mox. Never gets to go home All the time. and go fishing and do whatever he wants. But let him do that, and I'm happy about that. But it's also funny. When we watch wrestling a lot of the time with friends over and stuff, we always joke, fucking Rick Knox. Yeah. And now that seems like a lot of people are, are in that thing. But I, I don't want to put all the blame on this guy, and I'm ah, sure he feels him. shitty about it. But like it was very, He's a, probably unaware. He still doesn't know what happened. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Why didn't you kick out, John? Yeah. You told me you told me the finish is you hitting the Death Rider, and it's one, two, three. I, I called it like you said. <laughs> uh, well, call me crazy, but 
I really enjoyed Soraya versus Tony Storm. I thought this was great. Fantastic. Tony Storm is doing the best work of her career right now. And that's coming from someone who I ha- we have followed her from even her days way before signing with WWE NXT. And I think she's been super hit and miss and hot and cold of being good. And now finally hitting her stride of being one of the best characters going in AEW with this whole uh, Marilyn Monroe celebrity in distress kind of thing. I don't even Sunset know. Boulevard, yeah, what even like is this? Faded, Throwing star. shoes. Yeah. T- just everything about it is just awesome. And yeah, actually liked this match a lot more than I than I anticipated. And it was just Tony beating up Paige for the whole match. Yeah, they crafted it great with the near falls. They did quite a lot during PNP as well. You had the uh, DDT on the, the outside. Soraya hit yeah. the draping DDT on the outside. Or Tony getting hit with it, I think. Yeah, yeah Soraya hit yeah. the move. Yeah, and and in the ring during PNP, uh, I think Soraya's best match easily. Yeah, uh, really bit on those near falls. You know, the kiss into Storm Zero. Loved it uh, with the kick out there. Um, I do still think there's something, and I I know, I know Soraya said, like when she came back about sort of basically nerves like she had a really bad injury that ended yeah. her career for a while and nerves about you know the neck and not wanting to take moves from behind and that sort of thing the like the finish with that hip attack in the corner that was missed like Soraya moved about five minutes before it was hit <laughs> I get it it's a move to your neck and you want to protect yourself but I still see a little bit of that trepidation with her with wrestling which is understandable but yeah. it's something you kind of have to try and shake off if you're going to be doing this sure but by far her best performance in aw um, in aw um and uh yeah and i and i think tony's character works with losing and i think she's just gonna keep on getting more and more fans here yeah she'll be champion again i think jamie hater's got to come back hopefully she's okay and we go we go back into the mix with all these different ones but it's it's definitely working i'm happy that it it is because when Paige saray came in it kind of was really flat and Mm. Maybe this direction will work for everyone. And I think just structuring, it's a lot of it is structure of match as well. How you, you know, picking your, your near falls and like doing, like biting on something where, you know, Ruby gets involved. Oh, this has to be the finish. And then you get a kick out. It's a huge reaction. And I, I think if Soraya can structure her matches a bit like this, I think it can work. Cause, um, cause yeah, I think some of the, the character stuff is I'm higher on the, the outcast now than I was at the beginning. Of yeah, that. absolutely. And I think it does take two to tango. And I think Soraya did step up here as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a shocker. Like I really enjoyed this match. Love Tony. Love Tony Storm's pile driver. Oh, it's, it's one of the best. Yeah. Just how quick it is. Killing them. Falling into it. And then we had the main event, MJF versus Samoa Joe. Uh, this was pretty much all just Joe beating the shit out of Max. They watched the, the match earlier and said, work the neck in the back, brother. So, uh, But we got to start off with MJF's entrance. Oh, yeah. Uh, MJF coming out with the... Well, first he's got the, the video, right? The the NFL Bret Hart yeah. thing where, Bret, but it's MJF. This was shot like shot for shot, and it was pretty funny with the uh, adoption thing. But yeah, I've, I've already watched the comparisons with the Bret side-by-side, and it's so funny. This little kid was fantastic. <laughs> you're adopted yeah so funny um and then the match itself um joe just beating the the shit 
out of MJF. New York State's favorite son. He's got all the different like sports teams. He's just making sure yeah, if you're had, from like, New York, tired lacrosse team <laughs> if, on there. Like, if you're a New Yorker, you got to see. I have everything. Yeah. I saw like Buffalo on there. I yeah. saw everything. <laughs> uh, kick out from the Muscle Buster was a huge point in this match. Oh that yeah, I, I bid on because uh, they've been telling the story with MJF's neck, and then uh, the finish with the. Uh, the chain and the wrist tape. I called it. Yeah, if MJF says he's going to be even one specific way, he usually tells the truth because uh, that's what happened here as he chokes out Samoa Joe with his own wrist tape and his own move, the coquina clutch. And then this time, he when he uh, got his arm raised, last time when he beat Punk with it, it fell and the ref, Bryce, yeah. Bryce who notices everything, yeah. saw it and was like, wait a second, reverse decision. This time... He what saw it fall and he kicked it to Adam and then Adam put it in yeah. his pocket and like got rid of the evidence kind of thing, uh, which I thought was like a little nice little nod to that. Uh, which had this whole feud was a, a little nod to something that turned into this. Uh, I really got into this match. Joe was just like this bad mf'er just beating the hell out of him. The epic photo of him doing the senton while putting yeah. up the middle fingers. Oh, that my I've friend seen. Scott took that. Photo. No way! Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. Uh, he hitting that move, the table spot on the outside. Everything was great about this. Even to the point where I, I did truly believe at one point that Samoa Joe could win this. I, I think the way the story was going, you could totally buy Joe, like you know Joe winning this, and then Cole, Adam Cole beating Joe, exactly. and then you set up MJF Cole. Yeah, but roles reverse. Exactly. Um, the handshake. Do you think? Because I could read this two way ways. You could read it. Joe didn't know this wrist tape was yeah. involved and was like, "Wow, kid, you beat me. Respect." Or also, these are two heels who, I mean, Joe doesn't cheat a great deal, but it's like, it's part of your repertoire. You're a heel, you cheat. Yeah. And he's like, fair play, you got me. I guess he just thinks it's he choked him play. out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but kind of uh, kind of a cool moment. We got to get Tony, Tony uh, Schiavone to ask him, Joe, what did, you, did you watch this back? He choked you out illegally. And yeah. maybe Joe will give his thoughts. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought a really entertaining match. I wouldn't mind seeing them go at it again down the road at some point uh i joe's been so good like yeah. i think we you know we had that match with carrying cross his one match in nxt where he didn't look good and then to start when he came back into AEW, we were like okay and then you know had those derby matches where you're like okay you've still got yeah. gas in the tank i think going against smaller guys that he can beat up is the way to go and uh obviously he has that incredible wrestling mind can put together an entertaining match and uh his character work is just great just being this bad MF. yeah like he's so good and scary and big but then he's also just so good at talking and commentary yeah. and all this stuff so he'll always be be in the business and always working and, and maybe even more hollywood stuff when the strike's over and because apparently he was supposed to be busy filming stuff all like he's this whole run metal and work, yeah, he's, yeah he wasn't even supposed to do all in and right. until like the, this kind of stuff so i don't know um but MJF again once once again backing up how good he is in oh, man. he's not just a promo. Untouchable. I, I, I don't hear that kind of criticism much anymore. No, not at all. He's you know, doing this babyface run, meaning he's wrestling every week, unlike when yeah. he was a heel. You get to see how good he he really is. I love this match. I love Grand Slam. I actually I I I, I thought it over delivered. my excitement for it was not as big as before and it totally uh, blew the expectations. There's everything on it like was super entertaining for me. I I, I I think the main event was my favorite match. Me too. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, though, uh, Adam Cole visited Roddy in hospital twice. Yeah, this was scary. We clocked it right away. Yeah. We watched him jump, and we're like, what the hell is Adam Cole Spider-Man? He looked like he maybe have tripped over a guy, a camera guy or something. Mm. It's a, it was a long it was a jump. High, it was a high ramp. Yeah. And, like, you had the same issue with Phoenix's yeah. dive. Like, it was a high ramp, and he just jumped, and maybe it was higher than he thought, yeah. and kind of just lands awkwardly. We then see him limping. He was limping right away, so it made me, like, scared for him. And uh, the last I heard was uh, he was seen leaving the hospital in crutches. Oh. So, I mean, they've they've got a match scheduled for Wrestle Dream. Um, we'll see. Hopefully, it's just a sprain, and it's something he can get over pretty quick. But yeah. if it's a tear or a break or whatever, that's really unfortunate because this is such a, a hot run at the moment, and... Uh, uh, it could be, yeah, and he's just come back from a long, long injury as well. Like I'm imagining, full gear was him versus MJF again, or something along these lines. They got to go. Like the pay per view match for MJF and Adam Cole is them versus the Righteous. Yeah. So like, not necessarily needing that. That should not be a pay per view match, anyways. But obviously, I'm assuming that they're going to go towards uh, Bennett and Taven mm. uh, for like those Ring of Honor titles. So they got some ideas there and plans. But yeah, this could throw a little bit of a monkey wrench if he's getting injured because people are so into the storyline. Uh, I hope he's okay, obviously, being one of our faves. But even if he's injured, I still think that could be also a blessing in disguise of having... You just him, have him and Roddy next to each other oh in, my God. in the hospital bed. You know, him with Roddy just oh, keeps out Roddying so himself. Funny, yeah. the slow lift up and then the yeah. slow. Going oh my down god! The yeah, bed. yeah. Uh, no Roddy slander ever allowed in this house uh, or on this show. Just so fucking funny, so good. So loving this whole storyline with the neck, um, the neck strong, and the, yeah. the what are the kingdom is that what they're calling themselves? Yeah, just. Mm. Just loving that. I couldn't. I couldn't care less about the kingdom before, but now I'm like them and Roddy are just so funny with this whole like yeah. guy over the top stuff. So definitely looking forward to that. Maybe you do Roddy versus M- uh, MJF. Oh, I, I think that's a match you've got to get to yeah. at some point. One hundred percent. Since we didn't, we got Joe right. So um, yeah, I don't think that's a like a full gear match, but I yeah. I see that being a, a TV big TV event. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Grand Slam was great. I, I didn't check out all of Rampage, sue me, but I did check out some of the important stuff coming out of it. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw some of most of it. I saw, you know, um, the the tag match with Sting and stuff, and yeah. I saw the Kenny Omega save. Yeah, so Kenny's back. So Kenny saves Jericho from a beatdown, and then Don Callis has announced that Sammy and Takeshita and Will Ospreay will take on the Golden Lovers and Chris Jericho. The Golden Walls yeah. uh, on Wrestle Dream, which I, I'm actually super into. We thought we were getting a singles match start uh, with, with Koda and Takeshita. Yeah. Um, so Ibushi hidden in a multi-man match again. Yep. I'm intrigued because uh, I haven't really been impressed so far. Uh, and he's one of my favorites, but uh, this match does sound pretty fun. It sounds insane, like definitely a dream match with all the different people on on here with in, involved. So I'm I'm super looking forward to this, and I think again this pay per view is looking pretty stacked, and it, it makes sense with Callus having like Sammy in his corner and it, it, different people kind of in his his family. Uh, but yeah, the righteous won that match that got them that um, dream wrestle dream title shot. Um, I'm trying to think of what you know, else. I, I do think they they. 
this was the first rampage I even considered putting on in a long, long time. Sure. So I think they did a good job. Like every show this week had some like interesting stuff on it. The elite. The elite, yeah. <laughs> They're the the Ring of Honor triple tag. So yeah, the Hung Bucks are now the Ring of Honor triple uh, tag champions, which is interesting because we haven't really heard much of Ring of Honor. You know, they were like heavy Ring of Honor when they first purchased them. Yeah. And then kind of got really quiet with Ring of Honor. And now you're at a point where the Bucks and Hangman are Ring of Honor champions. Joe's a Ring of Honor champion. It's Eddie's weird. a Ring of Honor champion. It doesn't make... It's too like much. It's, it's so silly. Well, it's like... I don't know. I, I mean, Becky they, Lynch is NXT champion. No, I just... What I mean is now you're moving all these titles onto main featured AEW characters. Are they potentially looking for some sort of deal again? Right. I, I, I don't know. It feels maybe that way. Like, taking it off of your Mowgli embassy and all that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Hangman's stuck with the Bucks for now. Yeah. You don't really still. Want. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're in a huge pay-per-view match. Let's make sure you're the triple tag yeah. champion. Uh, all right. Weird. Let's go on a collision. Yeah. Uh, I, I checked out collision yesterday as well. Uh, something that's uh, kind of involved on Rampage and I guess on collision is the Mike Santana. Yeah. How he left his friend, he doesn't want to be his partner, mm. and then now Ortiz is like, yo, like, what the hell, bro? And this is clearly setting up a match between them down the line. So this is real-life beef that they've agreed to work as a match. Is now. this real-life yeah. beef? Has it always... So. Is it legit like this? Because Mike... It seems legit, yeah, but they've both agreed to... Mike Santana thinks he's the, the Sean of the rockers that is proud and powerful. Mm. And then after watching both promos this week, I can tell you that... Ortiz and his hats are going to go way further than Mike Santana. I'm sorry if I'm going to ruffle some feathers, but Ortiz, I think, is is the star compared to Santana. I've always seen it the other way around. Me too, I, I, but not I now. I think Santana's cut some really good promos in the past. I do, I I do just find this weird timing or whatever. Like it's not quite gelling with me. Yeah, personally, uh, I do think. I, I respect Santana for, you know, wanting, betting on himself and trying to to become a single star. But I think there's so much more money in them as a tag team in AEW. Me too. Especially since they never had that tag run. So bizarre. Um, but if you're not enjoying what you're doing anymore, you've got to change it up. So, sure. I, like, you know, once the match comes around, I'm going to check it out. I don't necessarily see it being on a pay-per-view, but um, yeah. they have they not announced it. No, no. Right he's just going to be the uh, job. But I'll, I'll check it out. But yeah. The main thing was the main event for me, which I, again, Ricky Starks, Danielson in a, a Texas death match, which... In Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm going to get it out of the way once again. This isn't a Texas death match. It's a last man standing match. Yeah. And also what bothered me is in this one, they were going, the only way to win is not answering the 10 count. Whereas the last time they did a Texas death match, it ended with John Moxley tapping out. So... Yeah. Just call it something different. Yeah. You're not in fucking Texas either. Yeah. But that aside, love the match. Yeah, another great match. Ricky Starks with that huge dive into the, the plants in the front row yeah. was great. Uh, these two have great chemistry. Ricky Starks has definitely raised his stock for me in the past Danielson feud, specifically these two matches. Uh, I'm sure he, he'll be great in WWE when he goes. Uh, but Danielson is like, oh, I have a dream match next week. In my hometown, better. I couldn't do last time because I got injured after I got choked out by a ring rope. Better do a match where I get a chain. Texas death match wrapped around my neck for a lot of it. Yeah, this guy is insane, and I love it so much. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I was really into this episode of Collision. Actually, whether it was 
uh, RVD and Taz's kid teaming up to uh, Christian Cage winning the TNT title. To make, which makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, to this, like I thought this this was one of the better collisions in in quite a while because Jay White and um, Andrade really had a, a great match as well. Yeah, it was it was a pretty stacked uh, collision, um, which is weird because every week you got to look at the card and be like, "Am I watching this?" Am I watching this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I really really enjoyed this show. Uh, Danielson, Ricky Starks, Ricky just keeps on proving himself to me. Uh, I think he's great on the mic. I think, you know, having these bloody matches, watching him just get pummeled in the face by Danielson, it does it does win some respect with its audience. I think back to, you know, way back when, he, uh, like ECW, Tommy Dreamer getting beaten up by the kendo sticks. It's what people, like, ended up going, all right, wow, okay. Uh, he's taking a beating there. Yeah. And it does win respect, you know, bleeding. You bleed with the BCC. But I, I thought this was... Excellent. Um, the spot where Danielson's being choked out and kicks off the turnbuckle, you're just going, please don't just snap your die. neck or die yeah. here. Um, but yeah, Danielson not holding back on this final countdown run he's doing. And I, I fully expect him and Zach to main event. Uh, that should be the main week. event, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed, yeah, as you mentioned, Christian Cage winning the TNT title. Um, Love it. Which makes, yeah, a whole lot of sense. Luchasaurus picking up the title for the first time during the match. So, you know, you're teasing dissension there. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you've got to split them up. So Christian's other partner. Well, no, we need Christian's former partner to come in and take the title from him. <laughs> or all that too. Yeah. Um, what else? Jay White Andrade. I yeah. thought was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I love, I love the bang, bang gang. Yeah. Uh, they have a new, new shirt that's still not even up yet. It was, like black t-shirt obviously huge gold writing that just says bang bang gang and like if you were just to wear that in public yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want that and the next strong yeah <laughs> those are gonna be my two purchases coming soon i uh i really enjoyed ftr versus work horseman as yeah, well i yeah. think work horseman we we watched during covid when we were watching bits of evolve we saw both anthony yeah. henry and jd drake and they both really impressed us um, I think J.D. Drake, you know, being in that silly uh, faction with Peter Avalon and stuff didn't really help him. But watching this match and seeing, like, exactly what they can do, those chops. J.D. Drake has some of the best chops in the game. But the moonsault, which clearly most of that crowd had never seen this guy work before. And we're like, holy shit, that guy did a moonsault? I, I thought it was a really fun match. And I, I liked how they kind of put a little seed of doubt in your mind by going, um, the match is FTR Aussie open next week, regardless of whether FTR are champions. Right. So just putting, obviously we don't believe the work horsemen yeah. are winning, but also you absolutely don't believe, Oh, it's going to be work horsemen versus Aussie open next week. So I kind of liked that little detail. Uh, and I actually thought Aussie open were pretty fun on commentary. Yeah, they, they they sounded pretty good with their Aussie accents, uh, hyping up their match for Wrestle Dream as well. And I like that they kind of both FTR and them brought up. Look, we're kind of done with you jobbing out to people now. Like now, be what we know you can be. Yeah, and we want that Aussie Open from last year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that that match at Wrestle Dream. Yeah, AW were, were pretty stellar with their two shows this week, and they got rest. They have one more week before Wrestle Dream, mm. and I'm definitely looking forward to this pay-per-view. It's one of the, the best-looking cards in quite a long time, and 
Uh, yeah, let's quickly maybe do some predictions. For yeah, wrestle uh, dream. Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. And the winner technically can be called the best technical wrestler, the Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson <laughs> award winner. Yeah, I. Danielson wins this match. Yeah, he beat Okada. Goddamn yeah, it! Yeah, it should be Danielson. He tapped it out Okada. And like, really, like, yeah, Zack Saber Jr. isn't a like AEW guy. He's not. Uh, like he's prominent in New Japan, yeah. but he's not protected in New Japan. So it probably will be Danielson. But also Danielson's a weirdo where he might just want to put over Zack Sabre Jr. It's like, sure. no, you're the next guy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't care. I'm really looking forward to this match. Um, I do want to eventually see a Danielson title run in AEW. Yeah. Uh, I don't think now is the time. We've already had the match between him and him and Max, but... Uh, like it's got to be at some point during this final countdown run, but yeah, I I can't wait for that. That's going to be fantastic. Brian Danielson, Zack Saber Jr. is definitely. Please gonna don't be wrestle honest. on Dino. Don't do anything physical between now yeah. and Sunday. Yeah, please don't. Uh, I do think though a big end game in the next year is Danielson versus Osprey at some oh, shape I, or form. Yeah, like, Osprey said he's the one yeah. guy he hasn't faced yet, and that's got to be a, a huge 100%. match for sure. Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. Swerve, why not drop? I think you give Swerve the first one. Me too. You're kind of playing, you know, that promo where it's like, Hangman, you're you're unmotivated. You're a little bit overweight right now compared to how you used to be. I think Swerve needs it. Swerve is someone who keeps on taking L's. This is his biggest match so far, uh, beating, you know, former champion, a big star in Hangman. And then, you know, Hangman's at his best and most sympathetic when he's doubting himself and playing the millennial anxious millennial cowboy so i think he takes the l here and then we'll probably get a trilogy or something here that hangman ultimately wins yeah and comes back and probably solidifies him as you know a title contender sure or something. i agree with that but yeah. you've got to give swerve this one yeah i think swerve needs to take the first one uh, to get the, the story going because i'm sure we're seeing a rematch at full gear yeah, this has been great though. I, I'm loving this build. Yeah, I've been loving Swerve, man. We yeah, he's finally, so good. Finally showing off like what he can do, what he can do for sure. Is, is and this will be his biggest match to date. Mm. And he's a Seattle boy too, right? So yeah. oh yeah, it's hometown as yeah, well. Yeah, he's gonna have an epic entrance, and Nana's gonna be doing the dance for sure. Which I'm so happy. I love when things in wrestling get mainstream popular, yeah. like the Nana dance. Yeah. So uh, he's been everywhere doing that. All these people are like, "What's going on? Why? What's AEW? This guy does one guy does this." Where he humps the air and the other guy does this. What's going yeah. on? What is this? what is this? Where do you know this from? What song is this from? <laughs> oh no, it's from wrestling. Oh, okay, cool. I have added the song to my playlist at work. Swerve, why yeah. not? Drive, nah, nah, nah. I mean, it's pretty much uh, advocating for uh, drinking and driving, yeah. but it's you know, it's a song. It's wrestling. Yeah, I do not advocate. <laughs> it's wrestling. They all do it. That's not okay. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Uh, FTR versus Aussie Open. I think FTR take this. So it's exactly a year since their last match when uh, when FTR beat Aussie Open. I think you could give it to Aussie Open. Okay. Like, what's who's the next team for FTR to face? Really? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, if you take them off FTR, then what the hell are they going to be doing? Uh, they're the only. They're the big draw in tag team right now. They are, but you can do Aussie Open, the Young Bucks. You know, move, yeah. like. You've got this uh, four-way match, number one contender we'll get into. I, I don't know. I, I, it's one of the matches I'm most looking forward to. 
but it's is it something that could really help Aussie Open? Sure. Like make them a bit more credible. Um, have a classic against FTR and win. You can do the rematch down the line, like two out of three falls or whatever or something. Um, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll go Aussie Open. Okay. All right. I'll go FTR. Mm. But I'm not sure what to do with either teams after Afterwards, this. Afterwards, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. They don't have a lot of tag teams right now that are like at that Incredible. level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we need that GYV. Mm, true. We have the ENC. Or the Righteous taking on Better Than You, baby. Yeah, they've they've put a lot of steam behind the Righteous really quickly, um, showing some vignettes, having them beat the Hardys and win this match. A bit uh, a bit confusing. Like not confusing, but like just a bit out of nowhere. Yeah. I appreciate we just said there is a lack of credible tag teams. They're putting stuff behind these guys to try and make them credible. I haven't really watched a great deal of them in the past. Um and it's clear that we're not ready to take the titles off Cole and MJF yet. That kingdom match will happen at some point. Yeah, and they'll be the ones to it's take. It's too soon to do it right now, I guess. Um, I guess because it's Ring of Honor titles you want against Ring of Honor teams, which yeah. doesn't, they don't care when it comes to other titles, clearly. Mm. But it should have been the Hardys, I think, for the I pay-per-view. I think so, yeah. I kind of like the music, though. The Righteous. The Righteous. Yeah. They're cool. I, I, I liked uh, Vincent in Ring of Honor years and years ago. He seems like a creative. And, yeah. and there was talks of him in WWE and stuff, wasn't there, or something? Uh, yeah, like he was at some NXT shows yeah. or something in the crowd, and like, yeah, they he's I got the Michael Myers there. mask as his That's knee right. pad, right? Uh, but yeah, hope, hope this is one that. Well, firstly, hope it actually happens. Hope Adam Cole's okay, right? Uh, you could, I mean, you could totally do with MJF in this current babyface gimmick, him doing the two on one, right? Fighting for Roddy his helps him win, maybe. Yeah, there's certainly stuff you could do there um, where if Adam Cole is out of action. Yeah. Um, like, we didn't Britt Baker do a match where she was on crutches or oh something God. like that terrible one with like Rebel and. Which one? Oh, that one, yeah. yeah. You know that? Yeah. But she was like on the apron the whole time, oh, not okay. working. Yeah. You could always do that with Cole. Um, but yeah, I, I hope it's one that over delivers and Righteous kind of, you know, turns some heads as well. Sure. Jericho and the Golden Lovers versus Team Don. The Don Callis family. I think Kenny gets pinned again. I think so. I, I think you've got to continue. I think it doesn't... Like, these guys have to get the victory in singles. Yeah. Surely that's bigger. You know, Kenny finally beating Takeshita or Will or whoever in singles. So, I think you... Yeah, I, I think the, the family in this one. I think we're getting Kenny Osprey 3 at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, flights are expensive, so I'm not going. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think so. Keeping Kenny mixed in with the Don Callis stuff is going to stretch out so that we do get that Osprey match there. But I do think we'll get more of Takeshita Guevara being involved in different matches, whether it's we can potentially Ibushi. do different combinations yeah. now. Kenny versus Guevara and Jericho versus Takeshita. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coda and six man tags. <laughs> yeah, that's all he <laughs> wants to do is just hang out with his friends in six man yeah. tags and moonsault his phone. But yeah, I think uh, the family win this one again. Christian versus Darby in a two out of three falls match for the TNT title. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Me too. I've been enjoying uh, this this feud, and I think Christian does still back it up in ring. Yeah. Um, I I see it staying on Christian. Me too. Um, I think Darby's had his... Like, he doesn't need another TNT title run. He's already had two. Yeah, he doesn't need it right now. He needs to be moving up to bigger things. Yeah. Um, do you, 
Do you see uh, any angle here? Edge. Adam Copeland, Sexton Hardcastle coming in. No, I don't know. I I see uh, Christian. um, It's two out of three falls, so he's going to do something cheeky like DQ stuff early and then get him hurt and beat him. That makes sense. Something like that. Um, Do you see the Luchasaurus turn on him now, or I think you maybe play it out a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, Because I think we're eventually going Christian Luchasaurus for this title, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. So we're both going Christian? I think Christian, yeah. All right. Eddie Kingston versus Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, I mean, Kingston's just won this. Yeah, He's yeah. got to retain. But yeah. Again, looking forward to this. I Shibata, like, I take him when I get him. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, he seems to be on the pay-per-views. They're yeah. just like, oh, we're going to book him in a match yeah. for you diehards. Yeah. It's like when a band is like, we're going to play this B-side from this record from the 90s we did. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I know what that... Because like, you, you go to these shows... You'll have like us be like, oh my god. You'll have Eric Marcotte crying, and then you'll cut to like the family who don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. So it's like it is weird, but people do appreciate him when we when we can and while we can. So yeah, I think Eddie takes this one. Julia Hart versus Statlander. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Statlander. I like Julia Hart's music. Yeah. It's, it's cool. nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I thought it was Within Temptation. It sounds like that. I love that band. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks. Versus the Guns versus Lucha Brothers versus Orange Cassidy and Hook because reasons uh, to potentially take on like FTR or Aussie Open is it that it's yeah. for that not ROH yeah. right uh, Orange and Hook okay yeah. I think like that seems if it's against FTR I think uh, I mean the Bucks just I mean, we won titles we haven't done FTR lucha brothers for a while have we no but as we said earlier phoenix is your international champion not that that Matters. stops them but yeah bucks are already trios champions we've just had that match that doesn't make sense yet so up uh, and i don't think it's the guns um not yet as much as they're growing on me we've a seen lot guns yeah. ftr a bunch yeah if it's guns aussie open that's two heel groups that doesn't really work so I think it, I think it's either Lucha Brothers or Hook and Orange. Let's push the Lucha Brothers. Be like, look, they've won title singles titles. They're uh, championing. They're going for the tag titles now. Like they're they're getting heat behind them again, which they're and big. I don't acts. think we've done that match since, like when FTR first came in as heels. Yeah, I didn't if like their their rivalry that. before. It, some, it was off before. Yeah, yeah. The, a redo of that could be could be pretty good. So yeah, Wrestle Dream looks pretty good. It looks pretty stacked. These are eight, nine matches announced so far, and I'm not sure if some of those are on pre-show or not, but maybe they add even more. I'm going to give credit to AEW. I think they've built this pay-per-view better than they've built most this year, uh, sure. to be honest. I, I mean, there's still your thrown-together stuff, but I think the sort of main ones have had a decent build compared to the last few pay-per-views we've had. Yeah, no, I, I think... Uh, I think this one looks great, and I think they're finally doing a, a good job of getting back on track and uh, just creating some good wrestling, some good entertaining yeah. shows and, and TV and everything. So uh, it's been good time being a wrestling fan. So much different stuff to watch, whether you like one thing or the other. Like you can't go wrong. There's just so much of it right now. Even mm-hmm. uh, Impact announcing uh, Osprey and Speedball for Bound for Glory, Damn. that match we never got. So I'm That's definitely going to be checking that out. 100%. So like, there's so much good wrestling. Look at WWE announcing Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. Yeah, we didn't mention... Well, we kind of yeah, mentioned it last week, I think. But yeah, that's huge. Like, it's weird that it's in Perth, 
because I'm like, there's the two other main huge cities in Australia. The, I well, think of the Melbourne Stadium, fee, isn't it? Per yeah, paying for it, I assume. Got you. Okay. Uh, same with the like Puerto Rico show. Because like even people in Australia, they're like, fuck. I got to go all the way to Perth to go to this thing, which is like not necessarily cheap either, but mm. it, it, I'm assuming there's enough people in demand in Perth for them to do this there. So cool and good so on them. So you've got Rumble in a stadium. Yeah. You've got uh, Elimination Chamber in a stadium. Crazy. You've got Saudi Arabia Stadium. Yeah. You've got WrestleMania Stadium. Two nights. Uh, two nights. And who knows what we've got. SummerSlam. SummerSlam will be in a stadium. Obviously. Money in the Bank. Maybe. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. So Good wrestling's – WWE, obviously, the, the the Goliath of a company just doing crazy things with TKO and all that. Who knows what's to come. But it's cool seeing all these other, like, companies doing well, too. Like I mentioned, like, your DDTs in your Japan, GCW doing shows in, in like, Europe and Germany and stuff, WXW. And just wrestling's just so mm. much thriving. But I've been really – I really loved Grand Slam. I even loved Collision. And I'm super pumped for Dream Slam – or sorry – Wrestle Dream next week. Thinking Dreamslam. Thinking uh, Joshi wrestling, right? Karen's article. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Karen who was talking about uh, that new Joshi company, uh, Sukaban. Yeah. Which I tried to watch, but I, I TikTok. I I haven't re-downloaded TikTok. So, so Wei managed to watch this on TikTok. Yeah, and then I went on TikTok, and it it's pretty cool. They've got like every like characters sort of you know dating profile like hey i'm such and such i'm right. from this and that they've got them as like TikToks. little tiktoks i couldn't find the actual show though okay um, weird which is a problem yeah i tried to find it too. if it's you can only watch this live as it happens on tiktok that's yeah. that's a problem maybe i'm just like i still don't really understand TikTok, <laughs> so maybe that's a big part of it but uh cool idea i yeah. guess this is the the like us joshi promotion so it's a bunch of joshi wrestlers but it's in New York. Yeah. Yeah. This has been talked about for a while, but I, I'm, it'd be cool if they put like matches on YouTube or something like trying to get some steam. I, TikTok is, you know, the way kids watch stuff and sure, but to actually have it somewhere to watch, not just on my phone. I don't even know if I can cast TikTok. I you can. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the kids do it all Because you time. can get TikTok on your computer. Yeah. Like, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you can then like cast right. off that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not watching a wrestling show on my phone. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting idea. I hope, is this weekly? Like, what is this? Yeah, it's a weekly show. Okay, hopefully I can work it out next week. Well, I've been watching WoW, and they've had a few changes there with some people, like, leaving and clearly going to, like, WWE and other places okay. and stuff. But they stepped up on their, like, production a little bit and, and stuff. But like I said, lots of wrestling. No matter where you turn, you cannot avoid it. Even when I watch... TV shows, they start bringing up wrestling and stuff. I'm like, it's just everywhere mm-hmm. now. I, I love love being a fan. Uh, well, I guess that's it for that's this it. week. We talked a lot there. Lots of All WWE, right. AEW. We appreciate you guys listening to us and hanging out with us. And uh, we mentioned we'll be live Tuesday after NXT for the go-home show for No Mercy. Me and you will be live on Tuesday. But then See No Evil and myself will be live right after No Mercy, Saturday night on the Post Wrestling YouTube so if you're going to be watching No Mercy, D- Diggity Dog, join us right after as we run it all down. You're going to be live here on the Sunday. Yeah, join me next Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time with some special guests for a big announcement. Huge. It's going to shake the foundations of podcasting to its core. Absolutely. So tune in for all the other stuff. PoisonRana.ca for links of everything that we do. Hit that subscribe. Follow us at Pod, Twitter, Instagram for everything. And hey, so many more podcasts 
over on our Patreon. Oh, and I mentioned Thursday, we're going live, 2 p.m. for Best Match Ever Bray Wyatt. So I expect you fiends to show up for that as well. So thank you guys. I myself, Brain Harrington, Twitter, Instagram, at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it, that's all. Take care, goodbye, be safe, and leap, my frog. Ahoy! Oh,